I'm sorry, Jeff. I know Toronto is supposed to be a foodie town, but if you Toronto, if you cannot recognize a Cuban sandwich's value. It's a ham sandwich toasted. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> delicious, bro. It, 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 it's a joke. There's it's a joke, and I don't understand why everyone is. That's because you have no taste. You're a Man City fan. Yeah, yeah. you're a Man City fan. You don't know what sandwiches. We're talking about a hey, Judd. It's because you don't know what culture is. The Man City fan. I call my food to be white and cold in Canada. Can you explain the difference between a Cuban and a ham sandwich? They literally put mustard on it. It's a different mustard. Get fucked. Get fucked. They fucking put it in a panini, you shit sandwich. And that's Italian. I'm Italian. So do I get credit for this? On today's Footy Corner, the panel is back. We discuss Sajinali Ali Wali. Olay's crashing all over the place and not one person likes it from the panel. We discuss sandwiches in sexual fashion. (laughs) And we make week five predictions. Next. Yeah. And we are back on the footy corner. Areen, how's everything going? Things going good. Um, life's good besides COVID, but we're chilling. Yeah. Um, not much to complain about. Getting ready for the Premier League to come back this week? Somewhat after uh, the disaster that happened last week with my Liverpool. Um, yeah, I'm ready and I was pissed off to leave on that note, to be fair, but um, now we're back. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's, uh, maybe it's good to get a little break sometimes. You know, you, you kind of hit the reset button, but we got a great episode. I was going to say it's also great that I'm going to have two other Liverpool guys here Yeah, that uh, share the same you know what we went through right last week was a tragedy yeah and it's it's such a it's a long segment but it's a lot of fun so shall we just go straight to it let's go right into it all right guys uh we've got the panel they're back we are here on the footy corner with our second edition of having the panel on we've got an another one in the house now so we got six of us the main the top lads of the show we're here uh, let's start going around. Brian, how is everything going over in Indiana? Things are going well. I survived a uh, COVID scare where I got to stay home from work. Um, shouldn't have said that publicly because I didn't tell my parents about that. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off to a great start. Your parents cut that, regular cut that out. <laughs> Dad, if you're listening, don't tell mom. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, I'm back at work now. Everything is good. I didn't have COVID, tested negative. There you go. So, so no worries. Nothing to worry about on yeah, that. Yeah, nothing end. to worry about. You're good. And you can't spread oh, okay. it via Zoom, so I think we're safe. <laughs> uh, moving on, we've got Steve. You, uh, you're settled in the new place. How's everything going there? Good. Just, uh, yeah, I'll settle. Enjoying a nice little uh, Central Waters Wendy. Little little coffee pumpkin milkshake IPA. Ooh, wow. That sounds electric. <laughs> oh, it is fantastic. But I'm a fan of pumpkin beer, so... I'm a little basic in that way. Yeah, I'm with you there. It is it is the season to be basic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on north of the border, we've got our uh, favorite Canadian uh, syrup, maple syrup, 
fan friend. <laughs> Jeff Paris, how's everything going there? Not bad, not bad. Yeah, he's doing good. Uh, and first time on the panel, multiple time <laughs> guests on the show now, Tesla extraordinaire. Nikhil, you're out of your meeting. How's everything going over there? <laughs> it's all good. Uh, still, um, still living in the COVID era. Um, just started going into work recently. So mm-hmm. things, things are pretty good. Uh, glad um, yeah, yes and no. I, I don't think settled would ever be uh, something that Tesla would be associated with. So <laughs> I settled can be. That's so are you sitting in a uh, pro gaming chair there, by the way, Nikhil? Wait, what was that, Steve? Sorry, Mr. That was Brian. Uh, are you sitting in a pro gaming chair? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a respawn chair, yeah. I noticed that too, Brian. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you on Twitch? Is it twitch.tv slash Nikhil? <laughs> I don't have a Twitch. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yes. I'm a very... Um, Discreet gamer. <laughs> okay. Well, now it's not as discreet. That's a really nice dorm room they gave you. <laughs> oh, it's already starting. It's already kicking off. Uh, and well, also, Arine, you're here. I mean, you're typical on the show. How's everything? Oh yeah. You? Everything's going good. Um, nothing to complain about, uh, other than COVID. But fuck <laughs> it, man. We're living life, right? Yeah. All right. And the reason you don't see a beer in front of me, I'm trying it out. Don't make fun of me. You can though. I'm trying this intermittent fasting thing. So let's see how that how that rolls. So when the clock hit eight, I was done. So the only thing you'll see me drinking is this boring thing of water. So I did it, it works great, but I still drink beer after hours. There you go. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever tried it? I'm just curious. No. I did it. I just uh-huh. still drank after. <laughs> That's but you that felt my, otherwise, right? Yeah. It, it, I just stopped stopped eating until what was eight? I yeah. think eleven to eight. Okay, nice, nice. That's great. Cute. Yeah, I, it's been good so far. We're in opposite days. things. I'm, I'm trying to eat a lot. <laughs> I'll give you some awkward. of my weight. That's cool. We that out. Uh, all right, and so grab a handful of goldfish before going to bed every night, so that wouldn't work for me. Yo, extra cheddar blast. Oh, uh, basic. Ah. All right, so let's ju- let's jump into uh, Premier League stuff. The Premier League had an international break, so we need to spice it up for the soccer world out there. Uh, let's talk first about, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe if you've all heard about the news lately about this Project Big Picture. Um, <laughs> let me let me explain it to you because I did a little... You're a big project guy. Project uh, Restart, well, Project... No, Arnold White is the Project Restart guy. Big project I'm guy. I'm just explaining what's happening. <laughs> It's literally called Project Big Picture. <laughs> it is. Called, yes, it is. See, so I did my research on this because I've heard about it. And I was like, well, if I'm going to actually talk about it on a show, I better know what's going on. So uh, as you guys know, the Premier League had its richest year last year in 2018-19. Not this year. It's, uh, they brought in $6.5 billion. And the coronavirus has kind of knocked out $1.3 billion this year. So they've had those reductions. You guys know and you've heard on the show and you've seen in the news, EFL teams are going in administration. Uh, so they're struggling. EPL team struggling a bit with fans. So backed by Liverpool and Man United. So we got three representatives here uh, and EFL chairman, Rick Perry. Uh, the plan or the idea is to go from 20 teams to 18 in the premier league where the bottom two would get relegated and 16th would join three championship teams in a 14 playoff. There will be no league cup and no community shield. So those that don't like those uh, cups, those would be gone. The EFL would get 25% of all future TV deals 
plus a $250 million rescue fund this year that would be uh, immediately available. Parachute payments, scrapped. So that's the money that's given to relegated teams, as uh, most of you know. And the committee that will be making most of the decisions would be the nine longest serving Premier League teams. And if we ran on that today, um, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton, Southampton, West Ham would be those teams. Six of the nine teams have to vote for something and it can just pass. Longest standing Premier League teams. So, yeah, it's the longest standing. City's there? I, I want to know anyone with any takes. <laughs> That's shocking. <laughs> Who wants to start us off? How do you feel well, about this? I don't know. There's there's some good and some bad. Like the the relief fund is a mandatory. Like you can't. There are going to be so many teams that go into administration, and you're just mm-hmm. not. the The whole league is going to be fucked if you don't have it. Right. Um, I even though it like benefits my team, I don't like the idea of having the power structure like the voting structure be so heavily weighted to the top teams like it you know the the whole point of having a league in the way that they have it is to make it so there is a risk of saying like you know think of Blackburn Rovers they had that fucking awesome year where they won but then Mm -hmm. now they're nothing and that's the risk any of us face it's like the the team mortality in a sense the only reason our lives have meaning is because we fucking die. Jesus, the, only reason, the only reason our team, wow. well, I mean, think about it in that sense. Like the only reason you're so like committed to your team is because there's a chance that they could be relegated. And that gives you like the passion to like, why are we fucking so shitty right now? Mm-hmm. And if you, if you get rid of that, where you're like, well, we're never going to be relegated. Then who cares? You're just looking at Bayern Munich then. Yeah. It's that's why I mean, yeah, there's there is a lot of like fandom in the Bundesliga, but it's not compared to England. Soccer in England goes from like soccer fandom in England and and Great Britain as a whole, I guess, goes from top to bottom. Like there's 60,000 people at the Emirates to watch Arsenal, and then there's a very, very passionate, uh, 300 people that go to the local pitch to support Bainbridge United or whatever in the eighth tier. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the reasons I, I started following soccer was because of the whole promotion relegation thing that a team could go from the bottom to the top. Um, look at like, for instance, AFC Wimbledon, who Wimbledon had a team, they got hijacked, moved to Milton Keynes and the fans there were like, fuck you. They, they started their own team. They started at the bottom they made it to the football league. I think they're up to um, league one now, but I mean, and they did that in 20 years. Stuff like, I mean, they're not going to be able to ever make it to the premier league if, if this happens. Um, having said that though, like as an international fan, I don't have an attachment to any team other than Chelsea. So if it's something that benefits Chelsea, then <laughs> fuck, maybe I don't really care that much if it affects um I don't, I don't know, one of those lower teams, Rotterdam United or some shit. So I was going to say, is the EFL maybe sacrificing a lot now to get that money? Because they're desperate, right? To give up power to the stronger teams later. And can those stronger teams decide, you know, what the hell with you guys? We're going to change the rules again and we're going to break off and here comes, here comes the Super League. Does that, does that scare either of you guys, uh, Jeff or Nikhil? I don't want a Super League at all. Mm-hmm. Um 
But about this whole proposal, I, I, I've seen it on Twitter all day, but I, I haven't gotten into it. So I'm kind of I'm feeling kind of out of my depths with it. Super League, I'm very, very against. I think it sounds awful. Like, it would take the cultural aspect of, like, England. Like, it's, it's a, it, I think you know what I'm trying to. Yeah. And it's, it's something that, so you guys, you're agreeing with the Liverpool fans on this, right? Is, is Nikhil, I see you nodding. Yes. I mean, I, I think I do agree with uh, the fact that there's good and bad to it. Um, I do think that the parachute payments going away, like that, that makes sense. Like, why do, why do you need to pay somebody who's getting relegated? It's like saying you get, you get fired and then they give you a bonus to get fired. Uh, I mean, I do agree <laughs> I do agree with that. And I definitely agree with like getting rid of the EFL cup and uh, the community shield. Like everybody knows that doesn't count for shit. It just adds to Man City's list of titles. At the same time though, it adds to the number of uh, trophies that Tottenham hasn't won. <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that. Fuck Tottenham. It would be good to have a Spurs fan on here. That's true. Well, you know what? I'll say this. We've tried, right? Like, yeah. yeah Nick. So we, we reached out to two or three, and actually there are some that own a – I don't know if you've ever heard of Four Spurs uh, or – is that what it's called? Four, yeah. Four Spurs. Or four Star. Four Star Spurs or something like that. There's a podcast in Chicago – a lot of Spurs guys in Chicago that we know we're friends with through fire, and they're afraid to come on. I don't know why. Even <laughs> after – I'm like, hey, well, before – Spurs fans. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, before the North London Derby, I said, hey, no matter the result, let's talk about it. Let's, you know, whatever. Nope, they declined. They still, mm-hmm. they won. I said, hey, you want to come on? You guys beat us. Still declined. So they're, they're, a lot of them are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, so, so, I don't know. This is the first time I've really, like, really gone in depth with, with this thing. Like, this is the first time I've heard in depth about it. Um, Dude, this is going to sound wild, but old me would have been like, fuck this. But now, dude, I just want to see quality soccer. Like, I don't want to see, like, fucking Crawley Town play fucking, I don't know, in the, in the, what's it called? Dude, what's, what's, that Trump, what's that Trump league trophy? The league cup. cup. Fuck yeah. the Carabao Cup. We need to scrap that. I like I you're yeah. a big fan of breast. It's yeah. <laughs> true, mate. I'm a big breast guy, of course. <laughs> now you can't see breasts. I, you know what? Some girl asked me that. I don't know if this is a good thing. But she was like, are you more into like uh, ass or tits? And I said, I was, this is a girl I'm very open with. She's awesome. Project big picture is taking a turn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, honestly, I was kind of ass, but recently I'm just more into tits. And then she's like, oh, you'll grow up one day. I was like, what? what? <laughs> Dude, she's trying to hit it. Brian, your dad. Mind you, we no, we did He's the thing. Like a, we did get after it. We got together a week before that too. I was like, well, geez, that's really weird of you to say. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she said that you didn't like her ass. No, I said, I said she's got a good one. I said she's got a good set on her. I told her right to her. She was happy. About no, what what she's what she's telling you is she's proud of her ass, and yes. she wants you to be as proud of her ass <laughs> as she is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, sorry about that sidetrack story, but I was, um, but In Canada, we call them jugs. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Only would have liked it, but now it is exactly how the German league does it. By the way, they yeah, just have one is. big like FA Cup type deal, which which you do see Bayern Munich ship pump like 
I don't know, quash fleeching FC or whatever the fuck it is every now and then. But um, I'm, I don't know. I kind of side with this because I think you get those teams don't get uh, when you go liquidated or whatever the fuck happens. The lower teams. Administration. Then, yeah, administration. And I like the whole playoff, the the 17th place, I think, right? Or 18th, sorry. 18th yeah. place would be 16th. in a I like It would be 16th because 17th and 18th would be, it would be 18 teams total. Okay. That's I remember I was actually in Germany when that was going on, the relegation playoff, and it was actually pretty crazy. Uh, 18, believe it or not, 1860 Munich was, I think actually they were, they might have gotten sent below the championship in Germany. It was pretty crazy. And I saw those guys in the city center. Uh, they were not very happy because they lost. So, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like that new format for some reason. To Jeff's point, though, like it, it seems like this is almost like a precursor to the top teams joining a, a European Super League, which right. which would suck. It's I, just like, and then what happens to the championing the? Yeah, the, 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 the Champions League is contested between the champions of Austria and the champions of Kazakhstan and the champions of fucking Malta. <laughs> and no one will give a shit about it because we'll just have the Super League where it's Barcelona and Bayern Munich and PSG and Liverpool every year. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, oh, every week we've got to fly from from Great Britain to Germany or to France or to like that's where the culture dies. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah exactly. That's the culture. It, it, could, it could turn into that, is what we're saying. Oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm not it, for that. That's in terms of travel, it's not that different than American sports. Because America is as big as Europe, but, yeah, but like Jeff said, it's culture. But the culture is like you get on a train, yes. yeah, drinking on the train, you get smashed, and you get the police escort from the train to the city. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, pl- plus, you know, like I, I don't think we should undermine. Like sometimes playing a better team in their environment, if their environment isn't too rowdy isn't as tough as maybe going to like Turkey to where you can't even hear yourself think mm-hmm. like I've heard players talk about going to like um, maybe it was Galatasaray or something like that. Oh, it was, it was um, Timo Warner said that he had to be subbed off because the whistling just straight up deafened him to the point where he couldn't play. Like it's, it's wild. If you look up the story, soft lead. You ever watch uh, videos from, <laughs> you ever watch videos from Red Star Belgrade? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Liverpool well, played them not too long like, ago. There's that one video where a guy's walking out the tunnel and into the, yeah. that is it's absolutely insane. the stadium's on fire. Yeah, it's literally, yes. <laughs> it's roaring. Like, so, so Copa ninety did a brilliant documentary on Red Star Belgrade too. Hi, there's bro. a there's a Copa ninety YouTube channel that used to do uh, they used to do game days for all of the uh, Champions League rivalries. And it was just fucking. I think it was the uh, Galatasaray. Who's their big uh, rivalry? Besiktas. Besiktas. Yes. Oh yeah. And they did that. It was fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> the fans there are insane, and I love it. So we it's actually scary, had a Turkish. Awesome. We had a Turkish fan. We had a Galatasaray fan uh, on our soccer team, and he had like the the tattoo and everything. It was crazy. He yeah. was like seventeen too. Errol. Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, it was nuts. But yeah, it, I mean, it, it also, I think, watered down like the big fixture. So, you know, when you get that chance, I think, uh, who, what's going on? Isn't Man United playing uh, 
were they playing this year? PSG or, or whatever? Yeah, PSG. You know, you, you're every, every once in a while, you'll get like Barcelona, Liverpool or whatever. Now, if that happened every year, I think it's not as exciting as, oh, you, no, know, yeah, you remember that fixture that. that they played that one time? And, but but and let's, I say, agree. let's say it doesn't evolve into that. Do you like the format with no the, League Cup or Community Shield? That is great. I agree with everyone else. That's good. I just don't like that six of nine teams in that, that committee can vote on something like this because I think it takes a lot out of the hands. I think if you're going to do that, keep it to teams in the Premier League can vote and it has to be majority on that end of it so that you have to have 10 teams that agree to it. Right. And then I think I read somewhere that they said that um, the revenue for the top four teams or the top six teams would jump from 4% to 25%. And that's crazy. So like all all the money the Premier League makes in, in an annual year uh, is going to be split up and 25% of the revenue is going to go to the top four teams or the top three teams. Um, whereas the rest of the teams get like spare change. And I don't, I don't think that makes any sense because what, what, why does Man City need more money? Why does United need more money? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, and it would increase the gap between the teams and we don't get those fun, the crazy results that we got last last week just before the international break happened, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. We, we would never play United. Like, break. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It'd be terrible. So, okay. So we all agree that there are some parts of this we like, some we don't. We'll see what happens. I know today the EFL, some of the EFL teams are actually fully buying it. Again, I can see that it's because they're going to get all this money up front, but maybe they'll, you know, revise this a bit. We'll see what happens. Uh, Let's move on to another thought. Any final thoughts on that before I go to this uh, other thing? No, we're good. One more thought before we get into the teams and the players, as you guys have seen this season, a lot of handballs, right? A lot of questionable things going on. VAR was the discussions last year. Now it's how many handballs, how many penalties? Are we going to get a record of penalties this year? Uh, first of all, my, my question is, what's your take on this A and B when we eventually do get fans in the stadium? We're seeing it in a limited capacity in some of the sports that are going on here, which I may not fully agree with, but eventually you're going to see fans in the stadiums. Uh, is this really going to, you know, they already were complaining about VAR. Now imagine handballs and VAR going on. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this uh, you know, do they have to make some changes to the handball rule or the law that they've they've created this season? Uh, I'll let uh, Steve start. Well, my my take on it really really comes down to it, it's it's similar to like the NBA in my mind, where analytics has has changed the way the game is played. You you look at players like Harden, who you're, you're either throwing up a three praying it goes in or you drive the lane hoping to get fouled. And I think that a lot of players are starting to realize the benefit to drawing a foul, going, going to take the riskier play where someone might trip you up and you'll draw the pen. And that in my mind, I, obviously I don't have the data to support it, but <clears throat> you look at Fernandez who came in and I saw a video of like all the goals that he scored <laughs> last year. And I think like 85% of them were pens. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a fantasy podcast that I listen to where they openly talk about how one of the tactics they've thought about and considered is getting a team stacked with pen takers. Yeah. I mean, it was like, they, they, fantasy teams. Yeah. And they're like, if you can find like defensive pen takers, obviously you've got midfielders and forwards who are definitely the pen takers. Why not try it out? Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's enough defenders to do it, but there's. You know. Well, I think there's. I think there's no excuse not to have all your players pen takers. 
Like it's a yeah. very simple job and you should be, you're getting paid very well. You yeah. should be able to do it really well. All of you, <laughs> all of you from the right back to the, to the, even the, like everybody. Yeah. But that's, but that's like saying, why aren't all NBA players good free throw shooters like Shaq? He did his job very, very well. It's a bit different. I would. Well, is it though? I think, I think so. Why? Why is it different? Because he shoots so many free throws. But in uh, soccer, like you get like maybe one penalty a game, if that, like probably not. Well, like, well, well, think about it from a, think about like, it from, a, from a statistical standpoint. What's like some people don't practice it, and you can tell. Oh, I mean, certainly, but but the difference between practicing a pen where someone is actively defending you versus shooting a free throw where you're just sitting there and laying it up, like the the odds of you making it should be about the same. It should be between like sixty-five to seventy-five percent. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I would say it should be higher than that. Like, well, yeah, most players are, and the, and the penalty takers are. But you but, see, you see the ones who never practice during the World Cup, and there's a penalty. There's an actual. Those are the though, guys yeah. that you see that have never taken a penalty in practice. But isn't isn't Ronaldo like? I feel like I've read somewhere that Ronaldo's even like still only like eighty five percent pen taker, and he's one of the best. yeah. But that's pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but but that's. When I just said sixty-five to seventy-five percent for an average pen or free throw shooter, like you got to assume yeah. about the same. <clears throat> I don't know. Like it's you should, just really always, good you should always you should always go for the high risk situation, yeah. statistically speaking, to draw the pen, draw the foul, do what you can to draw it because the chances are you're going to get it and you're going to have normally a shot to to score a goal is 30 percent where a yeah. shot to score a pen is 65 to 75 percent yeah. so no. especially if like we were talking about before where your your best player gets to take it every time and his chances are 85 percent do it who gives a shit which is bullshit by the way i'm a big advocate of whoever gets called should oh, take I, pen. I absolutely agree i think that it but then it gets to like say it's like there's only like thirty seconds left and the guy is gonna fake an injury, yeah. like to get out of the penalty. Well, then the person that passes to him has to do it. But like, that's who decides that this guy <laughs> or not. Like, but you can you can try to build something like some redundancies into that to to protect against it. But I, don't know. <laughs> I had this really good uh, soccer coach when I was a kid. It was my dad. <laughs> shout out Jeff Stad. Yes, shout out Jeff. He owned a car dealership. He, he, no, he has gotten a shout out on the podcast. Yeah, and we practiced penalties. Me, I was a goalie. We practiced penalties and uh, uh, taking not just as a goalie, just taking the penalties for the for the rest of the team at the end of practice. So we would yeah. at the end of practice, he made make us run around the field like five times and then make us take a penalty. Yeah. yeah. Smart. That, that is. Yeah. We That's used to, we used to have to do it. We, we didn't run that many times. We, we would have to run around once. And then if we missed the pen, 
Oh. You'd have to run two more times around. <laughs> and like, cause you got to add pressure to it. Right. Right. Oh, wow. So, but I, I like Jeff, your, your dad's on something like making you more tired. Before yeah. Yeah. Like there's always going to be more pressure. Yeah, you do it at the beginning of the practice. You're like you're not tired. You're not shaking. You're not, you didn't just puke. Yeah, I used, to, I, used puke, I used to puke a lot, and I was a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, were you in shrooms at a younger age? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just a notorious puker. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. I, 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 I've been I, there. I'm walking my dog, and I walk by some some other person's dog shit, and I just. <laughs> <laughs> You're able to get out of things like that, huh, Jeff? He's like, oh, sick, can't do it. Sorry. (laughs) But so, you know, what can we do, though? So so I agree with that. You can draw some puzzle. What can we do to protect this whole hand hand thing? Because think about it. Someone can get in the box and say, you know what? Forget aiming for goal. This guy's hand is right here. If I just kick it off his hand. But that's my thing is. is, Look what they're calling. If the ball is going. What I hate, like there was a play at Toronto FC game. Uh, They were going to call a penalty on us. So the ball was going out of bounds and the guy's hand was, it was not that far out. It was kind of in between the ball was going out and it hit his hand before it went out and they, and they called a penalty. My thing is the reverse. If the ball's coming back into play and it hits somebody's hand, I don't care if they, you know, how the English commenters are always like, well, he didn't know anything about it. Your hand still stopped the ball from going into play yeah, mm-hmm. and a guy is standing right there ready to put it in the net. That should always be a penalty, whether the guy knew about it or not, unless the guy's arms are across his chest or yeah. right, right down by his side. Cause that, that's what the new rule does. It removes any subjectivity. It's, it's a rule that, you know, the rule, if it touches your hand, it's a penalty. It, you don't have to worry about the ref determining whether the guy had enough time to get his hand out of the way and it's fucking Mike Dean, so he hates Arsenal. <laughs> so he's not going to, you know, he's going to call a pen against them or something. It takes that off the book completely, and it makes it completely objective. Ooh. Speaking of puking, I think, Steve, that if I took a whiff of that, it would make me puke. He's, he's <laughs> like holding that. up a big bottle of scotch. Is that scotch? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would vomit immediately if, I t- if a drop of that touched my tongue. Oh, what's your um, scratch? I don't do whiskey, but um, so so yeah. For for the handball penalty, I mean, it sucks. You're going to see a lot more handballs, but maybe maybe defenders are going to start playing with their hands behind their back more or uh, against their chest. And action, it's harder to hit someone's hand than it is to sh- to hit the goal. Well, the just, I mean, if you look at so uh, one guy I'll defend, which is unbelievable. It's the only time you'll hear me defend this. Is that Eric? I don't know if you saw the Eric Dyer handball. Eric, yeah, jumping. So the act of jumping, you're usually you know lifting, and your arm at the very beginning of it goes up. And I guess the only thing you could say is don't turn your back on the shot. I guess don't turn your back on the well, ball. Well, your your thing was, was bananas. Do? Your was theory was, was when you jump, you jump like this. I don't know. I didn't that say like jumps this. like that. But you, like you, unless you, you're your setting arms. it up for volleyball. No, I, I think I agreed with that handball. Oh man, I don't that know. was a bogus way of saying that you jump. It was a it was a handball. Yeah. So I yeah. I don't know. So I, so you, you guys are all okay with how things are going with the handball, Nikhil? What are your thoughts? 
I I don't know if I agree with removing all subjectivity. Like, where where do you stop with that? Like, if you remove all subjectivity with uh, what the defender is thinking or how much time he had to react, then you should also remove all subjectivity with uh, every time somebody should gets pulled in the penalty box. Like the number of times that I've seen Van Dyke get literally like yanked to the ground by a defender is countless, and that happens with a lot of other players too. So does that mean that every time somebody somebody holds somebody back on the shoulder, somebody grabs the shirt? Are you going to give a penalty for all of those things still? Where do we stop with it? So um, I think removing subjectivity is not a solution, but definitely, uh, like what Jeff said, if your hand is away from your body, then that is a penalty. Like, like if you're jumping with your hands up in the air, then you're just a nonce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. And so you can agree that if the ball is going within play, so something Jeff mentioned too, it's going within the play, within the area. It should be if it's going outside and it kind of hits it. Do you, do you let that go then, or, or, or like we draw a line? I mean, yeah, that's that's again like it's subjective, right? Like how how does it impact the run of play? Like how important is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I guess I think we're gonna set a record this year. I think we all agree. Like, oh, 100%. <laughs> when when fans go to the pitch, aren't they gonna get like annoyed? Are they gonna be like, what what is this? We're sitting through another. Bar? But then again, like traditionally, when I do play soccer, I'm on I'm on the wing, and if I ever for a second look up to cross it or something, and in my head I go, I gotta hit his hand. Uh, that's that's fucking wild. You are, you are I will never think player. of his hand. You that. You're otherworldly if you can fucking like. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think people will be aiming for the hand at all. Fair enough. that I heard on uh, one of the podcasts that I was listening to that I I thought was I mean it's not going to resolve everything, but it can help. Was uh, on the. Not necessarily on the refereeing crew, but on the bar crew, get ex players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. players yeah. at least like in the the yeah, but hiring union who will say, like, all right, I get what you guys are doing, but here's here's the issue in practice. I mean, I, don't, I obviously don't know what like their process is for the refs to say, like, okay, uh, here's here's how we're going to implement this and that and the other thing. But like, if you can have players come in who played in the premiership, like top level to say, like, get what you're trying to do. Just having them in there, whether it's functional or not, will spread to the players and kind of like give more respect to the refs. True. Yeah. When they're trying to say like, no, this is what I saw. It's like, well, hey, guess what? Stevie G also, like, we talked about this, and he, he agrees with me. Or, you know, any any player from a top – I don't know, like, say Lampard wasn't coaching. Like, oh, yeah, Lampard agreed with me when I was saying that this is the way you should look at it from this perspective and fuck that's, off. Like, that's yeah, but true. Then, <laughs> there's, like, an ex-whatever team menu player on that board watching the game, and he makes a – a call, a very controversial call. <laughs> but like yeah. the opposite too is he, against, going, yeah. is he going to pick the other way so he doesn't look uh, biased? Yeah, okay, I don't think it would have to be a, a top tier. I think it can be any professional. I mean, s- someone that's played four hundred games in League Two knows just the same, mostly yeah. the same type of shit, and he might. He's not going to be uh, um, seen by a United fan as a Liverpool 
Stan or whatever. Yeah, or even saying, like, you don't necessarily have to have them as the bar crew, but, like, when they're making rule ch- changes at year-end, yeah. have somebody in there as, like, a, a an ex-player rep to say, like, you know, we've got this guy who used to play. You guys all respect him. He's he's viewed as, like, a, a I don't know, someone who players, like, may not all like, but they respect and look up to who's repping for you guys in these committees who are making the rule changes for the next year. Like that's true. Say that this is a functional change or not. Or you have somebody from, so say it's uh, arsenal man, U. you have an ex arsenal player and an ex man, U player in the background of the actual (laughs) judges to make the point of the team. Just get Robin Van Persie. That'd be wild. (laughs) I hated that guy. I hate him. <laughs> so he's what I'm hearing is he's one of those faces you can just tell he's a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with you now since he's moved, since he went from Arsenal to United. So I'll give you that. So what I'm hearing, guys, is overall we want Mark Noble to be the chief of VAR. Mark Noble. <laughs> he's yeah. got a job. Get him, just get him out of West Ham midfield. He's still the most useless <laughs> player I've ever <laughs> seen playing the midfield at any level of soccer. So, so there's our solution. I we figured it you, out. I feel so bad for Declan Rice. I'll, so I'll, bad. I'll let the Premier League know. Uh, so let's move on to some. So we've talked about some of the laws. Let's talk teams. I'm sure that the shit talking is about to really start to go down here. <laughs> Based on how the season has gone, it's only been four games, but it's been a lot of wild things happening. Oh, yeah. Revised top four. This is your chance to make up for the top four that you either talked about in the last panel or in Nikhil's case, you tweeted your top four. Does anyone, and I'll start, you know, we'll go, we'll go around. I'll start with you, Brian. Do you have a revised top four? No, it's too early. So you're sticking with the four that you had. And do you want well, to remind everyone what your four is? I, I think I had City, Liverpool, Chelsea United. Um, Fuck it, I'll keep it. I, I would have changed it to Liverpool City, but Liverpool just got shit pumped by um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they did. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, yeah, so yeah, it's just a um, it's, it's too early to to make any rash judgments. All right, Jeff, how about you? Um, the only change I would make, I would take uh, Manu out of the top four. I, okay. I actually think Spurs will be in the top four. Okay, so you've got Spurs in for United subbing in. Yeah. That's a good judgment to make based off how things have gone in the early going. Uh, it, it is Mourinho's second year, typically his good year before his uh, uh, implosion year. So Yeah, big yikes. He's ex- well, yeah, that's true. So, Nikhil, how about yourself? Are you sticking with your top four so far? Yeah, I think I had Liverpool, City, Chelsea, United. Um, I'm almost tempted to take United out and put Everton in there. Uh, but fuck United, fuck, but fuck Everton and United. I might actually, <laughs> I might actually put Everton in there as well. There you go. I'm not actually follow up with for with what uh, Jeff said. I might take United out and put Spurs in there just because of. Uh, I think Ole is gonna. This is this is the end of Ole. I don't think Ole is gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Ole is so that Ole is gonna lose his driver's license real soon. Definitely. <laughs> so uh, that's that's a good shout, um, Steve. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I mean, I'm just repeating what everyone else has said, but United, I I think that's my big revision is they're going to drop out. I don't know if it's going to be Spurs or Everton that are coming in, but it it was 
interesting. I, I read something and I started watching some of his, uh, some of his press conferences afterwards. And they were, they were talking about on this, they were saying like, you, you look at uh, a manager like Pep or a manager like Klopp or Lampard and you believe what they fucking say. Arteta, same thing. Mm-hmm. He's got conviction behind what they say, but Ole, you, you hear him talk and he's just like, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> he, uh, I think we gotta, uh, you know, <laughs> there's no fucking conviction. Yeah. yeah. Always like an indecisive woman it. shopping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Choosing a restaurant to go to. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you've got some fucking world beating talent and you're playing like shit. Mm-hmm. Do they have world beating talent? Do they? Well, Pogba. I think Pogba is shit. I think he's okay. A, I think our yeah. intern's gonna have to make a post. Is no Pogba way. Shit. Okay, Pogba is one of my favorite players, and in my opinion, one of the best midfielders he, in the world. What? He hasn't shown it in the last couple of years. He's there's so two, versatile. There's two parts to being uh, a soccer player. <laughs> the tell, us. The physical, tell us <laughs> the physicality, the, the technique, the skill, all of that, and then there's the mental. He has no mental game whatsoever. He has, and he has no self-awareness. Like he doesn't know how it looks when he's just walking around the field doing nothing when he's having one of those games. Like one in, like la- I think it was last year, one in four games that Pogba played, he had a positive effect for Manu. One in four. I, I will agree with Jeff that Pogba does turn it off a lot. And I think that's the reason yeah. you're not seeing Ozil. That's, that's why he's a bad on. player. I don't care how much skill he has or anything like that. Like if, if you're not coming out and you're like, maybe, Hey, you're the, you're the best player on the field. Apparently maybe take over the game. Right. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> no, I guess game. I could see that. Yeah. I could see where you're, the mental I'm, I'm, I'm more so looking at it at a skill-based level. Yeah. And like when he does yeah, turn it on, bring it, if you, when he, I feel like he just doesn't like yeah, he's got a fishing rod, but he doesn't fish. I know it's why <laughs> I know it's wild to say this, but sometimes I feel like he he's just not invested in this like united idea. Like like you know, like Steve was saying, like like you, the whole thing. Like for France, like he was an animal. Like in the World Cup, you saw that hat. Like yeah. I think it was the pregame speech he gave. You could look it up yeah. on YouTube. It was insane. And you, you know who else was like that? Balotelli. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I would not put Pogba with Balotelli. <laughs> Come on now. I would rather have Balotelli on my team than Pogba. Okay. Yeah. I think the closest comparison I could come to on this uh, on this Pogba thing, just look at Ozil. You, you guys can probably agree Ozil has a lot of skill, but that's why he's not playing for Arsenal right now. He just doesn't put it in, and Arteta's not having any of it. Yeah, you guys treat him like shit, though. <laughs> well, okay. I can see that, but also you have to see when he's getting his chances in the game, he's getting put in. He does what what you're explaining about Pogba. And then the only difference is you have Ole and then you have Arteta. Arteta's not going to put up with it. And he's not going to let him mope around on the field. Uh, and so that's, that is what it is. I agree. It's a wasted talent. It is, it, it's what's happened. But you guys are being real focused on the boy Pogba. Pogba was brutal. He was yeah. absolutely brutal against Spurs. Was he like, even in the game? Yeah. That's that was with the, best mid, with the best United midfield that United could put up. He had Bruno next to him. He had Van de Beek. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually 
I, I do understand that like maybe Pogba just doesn't want to play for Ole like he doesn't give a shit about Ole so he doesn't want to do well for him. Like look at him when you when you watch him play for France he's a totally different player. Yeah. And then when you watch him play for United I think I think for me what he looks what he sees is he looks around him and he sees freaking Lingard running around and he sees Fred <laughs> to him and he's like why the fuck am I even here <laughs> yes <laughs> he's like that's why he doesn't give a shit and he doesn't want to perform and that's about it yeah and he decides he decides at a certain point of the game like say United go down one nothing early early he's like well that's this game walks doesn't run walks around the field makes mistakes He's brutal. Yeah, but he's the best. He's the best. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so who would you rather have? Irene, who would you rather have on your team? Kevin De Bruyne or Paul Pogba? Just well, both what? are going to disappear in the major games. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Pogba's, Pogba showed up in World Cups. I haven't even seen, you know, KD. Who would show. you rather have on your Premier League team? Kevin De Bruyne. Or I prefer not to speak because I will get in trouble. I prefer not. <laughs> <laughs> I think here's my, here's my comparison for for Pogba though. You guys, do you guys watch tennis at all? Yeah, I I should some yeah some. No, no, I don't rollerblade either. Gail Monfils. <laughs> oh, Gail Monfils. Yeah, he played in that uh, mir- that long match with. Is- uh, no. No, that wasn't. No, that wasn't him. Oh, that, that wasn't. Him. That was Gail Monfils yeah. is one of the most athletic entertaining tennis players of all time but he has a hat he's like so fucking exciting but he has a habit of just when he's down like two breaks in a set he just disappears it's maybe it's and a french thing that's that's pogba yeah he's, well, he's french too so that's <laughs> exactly. the comparison but like <clears throat> if you know it's it's like when you're so athletic and you're like you got everything if you start to come up against adversity, which you've never come up against before, it's like, eh, fuck it. Who cares? Eh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like pull off some random fucking wild shots and just make it <laughs> fun because I'm in it for the gram. So might as well do it. No, that is yeah. when, when I did go to the United game, we saw the players warming up and it was really funny. You saw the players passing in Pogba was literally doing just like keepy uppies in a fancy way in front of like a bunch of like the sky cameras and everything. It was really funny how it was going down there. Yeah. Um, like maybe maybe United's doing so poorly because they're not they don't have fans and he can't he can't entertain anyone and he's there to be a fucking entertainer. Mm-hmm. Also, Harry Maguire as a captain of- and starting center back hurts too. <laughs> the refrigerator, uh, Harry <laughs> Maguire, stabhead. Yeah, are you revised top four? Actually, going back to the, real quick, the tennis thing. I'm a big Nick Kyrgios guy. Yeah, so he's kind of like Bellatelli in a sense. Going yes. back to the yes, he is. He is dead on Bellatelli. I, I love him to death. Um, but my revised top four is going to be bananas. So you're oh. changing a lot. No, no. no, he's putting Villa in the top four. No, no. <laughs> Villa, Everton. I, I do have a soft spot for Villa because because of, of my boy Jack Grealish, but. One's going to be Liverpool. I still think they're going to pull through. I think two's going to be Everton. Get the fuck out of my face. Get ready for it. What What are they lacking, it's Jeff? A big, what are they, well, no, but like, what do they lack? A keeper. They still got they still got T Rex arms over there. <laughs> Shots. Yeah. That's, okay, that's true. I'll give you, but, but I just think they've depth too on their side. Okay. I, I, yeah. 
And then, well, and then they don't have a lot of European competition they're going through right now. So who cares? And then City, and then um, I think maybe I had United. I'd, I'd put Chelsea ahead of them now after seeing United these past couple. Okay, weeks. And, and and I don't trust Tottenham at all. Yeah, with that whole mumbo jumbo they got going on there, it's a good circus. Yeah, I mean, and as far as mine goes, I got you know the Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea group. Those three are not moving for me. I am also moving Man United out of the picture because I I think they're even lucky to have three points. You think about it that that one game they won, they yeah. had a handball after the whistle blew. Yeah. They're only oh, yeah. one point right now. They might be in the relegation <laughs> zone. So um, I know it's early in the year. I know there's a lot of time. Those 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 but, updates. Anyone that gets score updates, I got that too, where it said the final whistle, and it's it's all over Twitter too. The final whistle, and then like six minutes later, later I had, money on, and, <laughs> I had money on that game. And did and you? So have, I would, that, that that actually pulled through one of my parlays. The, the <laughs> I was so fucking happy that that, that Mape sadness. <laughs> yes, that's the only thing that made me happy about that one. Oh, it was just and also maybe you winning, Steve. But uh, <laughs> but I would kick, I'd kick them out as of now. Um, and there's a slew of teams you can look at. I think Leicester had me convinced until they lost really badly to West Ham. Everton's been playing great, but I really want to see how they play Saturday against Liverpool. Um, yeah. and, and I and I fancy I fancy Everton over Tottenham right now. Uh, I fancy a lot of teams over Tottenham just because I don't like Tottenham, but simply um, not like Everton so beat Tottenham one 0 in the first game. First mm-hmm. game's always kind of a toss up. They played West Brom, Crystal Palace, and West Ham. Or, yeah. Sorry, uh, West Brom, Palace, and Brighton. Yeah, so I think so, we'll, get, we'll see a good test here. Wait until they play six games against Liverpool and Chelsea and Man City. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I think that uh, I, I, I'm going to throw, you know, I'm keeping them in the mix for fourth. I guess you can kind of keep Tottenham. But if I'm going to keep Tottenham in the mix, I'm going to put Arsenal in the mix. With yeah, Tottenham, that's I think fair. We're, we're, we're around there. I mean, we're, we're working on getting better. I think we'll still finish fifth or sixth. But I think Man U is – and I think uh, – Everton, Leicester, Tottenham, Arsenal all have equal shots to, to work their way in. It's a week-by-week thing. You never know what will happen. So Another reason why I have Everton up there is because, well, A, never doubt Carlo Ancelotti in my opinion. Don't forget – I mean, like, Brian, he's led your team to, to Premier League glory too. Chelsea. He knows know. what it takes. Um, and then, like, I did not think James would come in and just destroy the league like this. Like, he's, he's killing it. And then Calvert-Lewin is, like, he's living up to the hype more than any – Young player, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, maybe Foden's up there with him, too, for Jeff. Oh, wow. Look at that. As, you know, performing young guys. So <laughs> so we'll get to the play. Yeah, we'll get to players in a bit. Now, we'll go on the other side of the coin here, relegation. So uh, let's t- let's try to point out any revisions you have to your relegated teams, potentially. We'll start with you, Jeff. Uh, is it going the way you thought it would go? Is Brighton, is it still their time? I'll take Brighton out. <laughs> I was dead wrong about that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I meant. I think we all. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, we agree. absolutely. Uh, and we agree. They just they just been there for so long, mm-hmm. and you know you, you just expect them, and, and they still might go down. You know you don't know what happens. I was gonna say they're only in, they're in. The whole poem is going down. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's true. You're right. Brighton could still go, but it, you. I mean, you think they're playing better, so you take them out. Yeah. Who are you putting in for Brighton? Oh. Before it would have been uh, West Ham, but mm-hmm. I again I was totally West. Yeah, Ham. they just won two. West Ham is fire. Yeah, they're good. They're actually decent. <laughs> Who's the Rings boy? What's his name? Mark Noble. Yeah, 
Mark Noble. Mark Noble. Noble. You have a boy on there. I forget. On West Ham, Lanzini. Uh, Antonio? Lanzini. Uh, my boys. I like Declan Rice a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 Chelsea boy. I do like Lanzini too because I actually had a good chat with him. But and in London, <laughs> he was just out and about randomly. No one noticed him, but I was like, "That's fucking Manuel Lanzini." <laughs> so we went and talked to him. He's a cool guy. I don't know who's going down. But I feel it is. Yeah. So I'll come, Brian. Brian, you you have an opinion here. We'll go to you next. You said Sheffield. Yeah, Who else I, I had Sheffield seventeenth uh, before the season started. Now I think they're definitely going down, especially if fans aren't coming back into the stadiums. Who are they replacing? Anytime soon. What's that? Who are they replacing on your list? I don't remember who my list was, but they're definitely going down. <laughs> with who? Then who are the other two? Either. Uh, I agree with Jeff. Fulham is going down. And then um, looking at the standings here, let's see, 17th West Brom, 16th United, 14th is City. So maybe either West Brom, United, or City are getting relegated. (laughs) (laughs) Nikhil, what are your thoughts? I have to go with West Brom. (laughs) Very, very good. That's what I thought. Nikhil, how about yourself? Uh, I'm gonna have to change mine too. I was just like Jeff. I was very wrong about this. Um, I thought I thought Willow was going to go down just because of the way the season ended for them. I thought I thought Jack Grealish was going to move on, mm-hmm. but he didn't. And they bought in Ross Barkley. They bought. I I think Aston Villa really surprised me. Um, so I'm gonna switch out Villa with probably West Brom. Uh, Fulham is going down for sure. There's no there's no coming back. I'd be surprised if they win more than like three games this whole season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sheffield looks like as long as the, the fans don't come back, they seem like they're going down too, which is a, which is very shameful because I thought that Sheffield did so well last year, and I thought yeah. like they had a good squad. Uh, yeah, yeah, shame. Yeah, I agree, Steve. They're they're like a they're like a Bears defense. It just doesn't carry <laughs> over year to year. Oh, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We'll let it go. I mean, you, you you're, you're doing better than ours. How about yourself? Who do you have? Uh, do you have any changes? Oh, God. I, if you don't remember who you I have. Can't remember, I can't remember who I picked. So who um, are the three? Again, it's everybody else. Fulham. Unfortunately, I picked up uh, Mitrovic in my uh, my fantasy squad, and he has done jack shit. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say Fulham. Sheffield and West Brom. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was going to ask Ari next, but because I have the exact same ones as you, and I think we had the same ones before. Actually, now that we're going through this exercise, I think we had the exact same teams before. Yeah. We yeah, both we had West Ham instead of Sheffield. Taking yeah. West Ham out, I'm also putting Sheffield in. I think it's a shame to go along with the what everyone said about the fans, but also I think teams are adjusting to Chris Wilder's, pun intended, wild system where he had the overlapping center backs and now teams are like, oh, we know what you're going to do now. So, so it's not a novelty. It's not a surprise anymore. It, and in their second year of existence, just like the coronavirus, they're going to get wiped out. So, uh, Arine, you're up. Wow. I <laughs> know. Um, I agree. Actually, that's that's my – as much as I don't want to vote Slavin Bilic out, I think – I mean, fuck, man. This guy's <laughs> giving up 13 goddamn goals. Now, I said, I, I said, you know, he's going to be fun to watch because he's going to be attacking, but maybe he's a little too attacking with the 13 goals given up. He's yeah, the only um, manager who might kill <laughs> players yeah. after killing the ref. He might commit genocide against. <laughs> <laughs> so sure. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with both you and um, 
and Steve's bottom three. I'm, I'm on the same boat. Unfortunately, I don't want to see Fulham or West Brom go down, but I think so. And um, I was listening to Talk Sport, and they brought in um, some Sheffield United reporter, and they said, like, the atmosphere in, in Sheffield when they were playing home games, it was like a European Cup game for, like, the big dogs. This is, like, their time to shine kind of thing. And you take that out, and it's tough. All right, so, yeah. So it's a, it's a shame for them. We'll see if they can get it together. But what, they're sitting on zero points, if I remember last? Sheffield, yeah. Yep. So, Only one goal scored. Oof. And that was against <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah. It was, a, it was a wild strike, too, from a goal trick. So we'll see what they can get going. Uh, so I know uh, Nikhil brought this up a little bit. The team that surprised you most in a positive way, you brought up Villa. Is that your team? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be it's going to have to be Villa. I think a close second would be Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um I think Beesler is a great manager. I think uh, everybody who hasn't played Leeds yet has to watch out for them. Um, but yeah, the team that has surprised me the most has definitely got to be Villa. The way they, um, the way they were struggling last year towards, uh, towards, I think January or something, where they were in the 18th position, um, to how they have turned things around right now, I think it's a great year. And I don't think, I mean, I think I don't think it's go, it's go, it's the start of something new. It's not like Villa is going to win the Premier League or anything. But I feel like this year is going to be great for them. And um, if they hold on to Jack Grealish in the January window, I think they'll be they'll they might even finish in the top six or top seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, to, to piggyback off, I was going to pass on to others, but I have the same thing. I have Villa as my team uh, because I I didn't see that coming. I agree. Barkley has been a good addition. So is that right back Maddie Cash? Uh, mm. Cool name. Also, I really like Emmy Martinez in net for obvious reasons. Uh, and Ollie Watkins, my boy up front. Uh, he's he's fantastic striker. And even if he's not scoring. I think he does a good job of pulling the defenders away and creating that opening for other players like Jack Grealish to go into or to find that space. Um, and seeing Jack Grealish, man, he is, he's so good. So good. Uh, but uh, I'll pass it. I've been yes. saying it for years. You have, you have. I'll give you that credit. Uh, Steve, how about yourself? Surprise team in a good way. Because I think a lot of people are going to choose Villa, and I actually had them staying up, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the team that I had dropping down that is not going to drop down so I'm going with West Ham yeah I like that pick. they shockingly I don't know if it'll hold but they look fucking good yeah I was gonna say what is it they had a four nothing over Leicester a three nothing over Wolves was that was that right and then and they almost came away uh, with a draw with Arsenal they gave up a last second goal in that game so they could clearly easily be on seven points right now too so I think West Ham's a good shout um Brian, how about you? It's Villa for me, mm-hmm. for all the reasons everyone said. Ollie Watkins looked great against Liverpool. Grealish is really good. Um, I just didn't see it coming. I I don't really like Villa, so I always think they're kind of shit. Um, <laughs> shout out Shanko, hating yes. uh, Aston Villa. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they just look really good. It, it's only three games for them, so... We'll see what the next three games bring. They could very well lose the next three, but it, it's a pleasant surprise. That's true. One of the two teams with a perfect uh, perfect record right now, I think. Uh, Jeff, how about you? Uh, it's going to be West Ham. West Ham? Uh, Grealish. Uh, City will sign him next year. <laughs> Don't say that, Jeff. Don't say that, Jeff. I love it. So on 100%. 100%. Don't say that. I saw that rumor somewhere. All right. How about you on uh, on your team? Do you have a We usually surprise? share rumors, and like I purposely don't share that. I don't want that to spread. I don't want that to get out. We can't have grants. Oh, and it's about, and we're good. 
<laughs> who do you have as your surprise in a group? Um, you mentioned the perfect teams, and I'm gonna have to go with Everton because okay. they've won eight straight. Um, they haven't lost since like or lost a point since I think it was like September, early it's September, very early. And um, it's a restart for sure. The yes. o- the only um, I mean, we expected them to be good, but I don't think this this good. And like they've only added Allen, who I think he has Corona. Uh, no, he had an actual injury. Okay. Um, okay. Not that is not an actual okay. injury. <laughs> Sorry. Right, but like, um, like they did really well without him, and then with him, like they're they're even better, which is crazy to think. And um, I think they Carlo found a way to mesh everyone. Calvert Lewin with with Richarlison. Um, I don't know, man. They're scary. Other than maybe goalie, I, I can't see a weakness because even Yuri Mina, we kind of shit on him a couple times, but. He's kind of showing why Barcelona recruited him, uh, you know, not too long ago. So um, I don't see a weakness in Everton, and, and they're playing light fucking out, like unreal. Yeah, they've so, been fun to watch. And I'm scared to death of this next Merseyside derby. Like, really, like, I think more scared than I've ever been against an Everton squad. Uh, before we move on to the next team, you, you said it's going to be a draw? I think it's going to be a 1 1 draw because I don't, I think. Both managers are going to come back from the international break, being afraid of COVID, being afraid of injuries, being afraid of going too wild with their game plans. <clears throat> I think they're going to both just play real defensive and go for a draw. Nikhil, does this game make you nervous? Um, it does a little bit, but I'm also I'm also looking forward to seeing Thiago play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a huge game changer for Liverpool. And I'm also, and they're also reporting that uh, Matip might be back for the game. So no Joe Gomez. That's a big game changer too. Um, if not that, he might play Fabino in the defense, and that's that's a good move as well. Um, I I think I agree that it, it might be a draw. I don't see I don't see Everton winning it though. Okay, that's a good yeah. thing. Uh, something that I heard you say, you're not big on Joe Gomez either, are you? Um, I I'm think not. I think. I think he's he he might be a good third choice defender for Liverpool, or maybe if we play a three um, three in the back system in the future, maybe. But if you are talking about a four three two or a four three three for Liverpool, I don't think Joe Gomez should be the should be Van Dijk's partner. I think it should be Matip or maybe even Fabinho, honestly. I agree. So yeah, we'll we'll see what they do with that higher line they've been playing. Uh, so <laughs> you're a big high line guy. The, the, the stats show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it. for that. Go look it up. The stats Every show. time we mention Liverpool, show. it's the high line. The They're high playing a higher <laughs> line this year. I've been watching. You go watch. They've been. I mean, you do watch. I do. Go pay attention how high that. It's higher than it was last year. All right. Uh, on that note, uh, we. I think we've kind of talked about it a bit. So if it's who we've already said, you don't have to explain why. Who are you most surprised about in a negative way, Steve? Yeah. The entire city of Manchester. <laughs> oh wait so explain the city yeah, part of it actually well i had both of them in my top four and they are both in the bottom half and that's that's not where i think either will end up because i can just see jeff's jeff's little pissed off face <laughs> like he wants to stab me in the eye right now <laughs> i don't think i don't think city will end up there i don't think united will end up where they are but right now they're both playing like shit and listen, we don't I, have well, Jesus. Listen, like, I, I understand. I, I, like I said, sterling up front. Well, I don't think I don't think they'll end up there. I'm just saying right now they're playing like shit. 
and they've surprised me in a negative way with the depth that city and United should have, they should be good enough to beat the opponents that they've come up against. And they haven't. Wow. And you can say the same thing for the last game that Maybe we should play Aston Villa. <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah. Again, like I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. You could say anything about yeah, Liverpool yeah, in the yeah. match that they just played, but Sorry to bring that up. But you look like Judd Apatow. are two for one versus one, one and one. You look like Judd Apatow. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't fucking care. Listen, I'm married. I don't give a fuck what I look like anymore. <laughs> yep. well, that, that's 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 clear. <laughs> so so Jed, I'll my let you go. Next. Being, my point being. Yes, Liverpool had disappointed in one game. <laughs> we're two and one rocked. versus one, one and one. They so <clears throat> my answer is the entire city of Manchester because I had them in the top four. They're in the bottom eight, both of them. So <laughs> I, I'll let Jeff go next because he's, yeah, just he's, he's he's dying to talk. Did he have, have played a game less? Um, we have uh, Aguero. The most important Premier League player of all time. Oh, I just gotta defend my team. Oh, <laughs> no oh God. <laughs> so, so Jeff, who's your who's your uh, surprisingly negative team then? Negative team? Yeah. Um, I would have to say uh, probably uh, uh, menu. Like okay. I did not. I like. They finished last year so well. Mm-hmm. And they they're they're just really bad. They gotta move Pogba. Like I think Pogba is this big project that they had that they never developed. It never happened. And I think it, it he just brings back all these this bad emotions, bad memories of like the past like three years. Like just you can get a lot of money for him and you can get somebody back for him. Like, just let him go. Like, it's true. I, I, I don't, I don't see Man U getting better before, uh, until they get rid of Pogba. Weren't they I, talking about him, like Pogba being the, the catalyst for a bunch of trades? Like, uh, yeah, you'd think they could pull like some swap deals off. Who, uh, Coutinho, like Coutinho. They mm-hmm. were talking about him like Coutinho, like, Oh, if you sell him, you can buy a whole bunch of like high priced, like decently good guys that nobody really has on their radar yet. Mm-hmm. Get fucking yeah. them. And the yeah, worst yeah. part is yeah. the worst part is, man, you can buy whoever they wanted, but yeah. the only regardless of yeah. selling Pogba or not. Yeah, they can buy whoever they want, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. right. They they fluffed their lines on Jaden Sancho. There, we saw that. Yeah. yeah, because they're like Barcelona and Real Madrid. We think uh, we just people come to us and give us their best. Play. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Brian, how about you? More. Negative. Team? Um, yeah, my disappointing team in negative way. Sorry, Jeff, but it's Manchester City. You oh. should, you, you should, regardless of injuries, City's depth. Your players are too good to be losing to Leicester at home and drawing leads regardless of where you play the game. Um, it, it's only three games. Um, I don't think they're I – mean, I still think they're going to win the league or finish second. But, I mean, they just disappointed in the first three games. They won one. Like like Steve said, they're 1-1-1. One, one, one. They should be 3-0. and oh. 
regardless of Aguero being out, Jesus being out, you still have Mares, Sterling. Um, you don't have Sané anymore, but he wasn't there last season either. But, I mean, KDB is the best player in the Premier League. Whoa! Team with, a team with uh, KDB, Mares, and Sterling shouldn't be losing 5-2 to Leicester and shouldn't be drawing leads. The newly promoted team. And Aguero will get healthy. Jesus will get healthy. Barely. That? But did they beat? Barely beat Leeds. There's no well, question about that. Wait. Right. Did they beat them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> cool. Yo, backtracking though, did KDB win player of the year last year? So for him to be best player of the year. He's, he's, that's wild. I didn't say he was the player of the year. I said he's the best player in the Premier League. Yeah, but I mean, if he was, wouldn't he have won the be- uh, the best player of the year award? And uh, he did. No. Uh, well done. Do you think Giannis is better than LeBron? No, he clearly doesn't. We know that. Okay. <laughs> did LeBron I, yeah, win I MVP? LeBron over well, how can how can LeBron be better than Giannis if LeBron didn't win MVP? Oh wow! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm going to bail you out. I'll right let, when I said LeBron, the, uh, yeah, I I'll, I'll bail you out. I'll let, I'll let Nikhil <laughs> tell us his team that he's surprised of in a negative way. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not surprised with United being shit. I, I knew that. <laughs> they shit, but, uh, I've been, I've been saying Ole is about to go for like a while now. Uh, but I'm, I'm honestly really happy that Ole is still at the wheel because that means that we can sit on United. <laughs> And uh, I, I wish that they never fire him. I wish that he stays on for like 10 more years at least. Um, but uh, I think for me, the team that surprised me the most in a negative way is going to be Sheffield. Because uh, they, they just look like this one. Like they just look like they've never played with each other. Like to, for, for a team like Sheffield to score like one goal in four games is shocking, especially after the way they played last year. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really disappointed with the way that they've come about. Uh, they had a really good system going last year. They had things going for them. And then this year, they just looked clueless. Um, so, yeah, it's a feel for me. I think Man City will turn it around. Uh, even even though, just because of the squad depth that they have and the players that they have. Um, I don't know if they'll be good enough to win the league this year, but I think they will turn it around. And, um, yeah, I don't think De Bruyne is the best player in the league. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me who's better. Who's better than De Bruyne? Yeah. Uh, Van Dyke. Mm. Oh God! You just said you just said Jeff what? off. His dick is hard right now. It's <laughs> the wrong thing to say, Nikhil. Okay. You have, you have uh, at home you can pass your phone to. Yeah, I would take Van Dyke, Salah, and Mane. Any any one of those over KDB if I'm choosing a team. Okay. okay, if that if that's the route you want to go, that's fine. Like, <laughs> All right, <Before> absolutely this, <laughs> ridiculous. Before this gets derailed and, and they try to trigger Jeff more, I will. Uh, I'll give my surprising team as well. If anyone wanted to, no. Uh, Man United is an obvious one, so I'm going to pass them over here, and I'm going to go with one that I I expected a little more out of. I know it's early. I only only played three games. I'm not going to pick City. I think enough people have gotten on Jeff's case tonight. Uh, because I agree they have a lot of injuries, a lot of problems. They should have the depth, but I look at their schedule. Uh, they played, what was it, Wolves, Leicester, and then uh, a tough, a tougher Leeds team. I'm going to go with Wolves, actually. Uh, I, you know, Wolves, 
they had that game against City. That's a pass. It was a fun. It was a great game. They played really bad in the first half. The second half was a nice back and forth between those two. You can you can uh, hold your head high after losing to City in that kind of a game. But then if you look at it, they uh, they lost. Was it four nothing to or was it three nothing to West Ham? Four. 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 I mean, I get West Ham's playing much better now. Four nothing to West Ham is a bit wild, and I know they won their last game, but to me, it was a bit underwhelming winning one nothing against Fulham. Uh, so, I mean, Wolves. It's just simply because I expect more out of them. I didn't bring them up in my talk of a revised top four, and I thought by this point I would be. So we'll see if they improve. But I thought just to change it up a little, I'm going to throw Wolves' name in the mix. So hopefully, out there somewhere, Nuno Espirito Santo is listening to this podcast, <laughs> and he gets his team play much better because i think the league's a better place when wolves plays better so that's my my little uh, and also bizarre tactics from uh sanchez i mean he he's been playing uh traore at wing back which makes yes. no sense like he's been trying to track back players like why do you want somebody who's <laughs> like a linebacker to like track back <laughs> <laughs> that loss of doherty might be worse than people think it, i mean yeah, it yeah. might not make spurs much better it actually has improved them he's played well for them but I think it hurts Wolves more than it even improved Spurs. Yeah, so, really yeah, you're right. Adama Traore is playing out of position. So we'll see. Nuno, if you hear us, don't play Adama. Don't play Machamp at, at, at uh, wingback. <laughs> figure it out, man. Uh, so, you know, that said, I mean, some of you guys have mentioned some of the players that you think are performing at a higher level than you thought. You're, you're a surprise player of the year. You're, you're a guy that you didn't really expect much out of that's doing well. Brian, kick us off. Uh, I have Grealish here. Um, I know Grealish is Irene's boy, um, and, and he's had his ups and downs for sure. But, you know, I thought he was kind of a – I always kind of rated him as a, a mid-level Premier League player. Like, the best player on Aston Villa, how good is – are you really going to be? But um, like the best Bears quarterback of all time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, I mean, I think he stepped it up this year and kind of at the end of last year and this year and – um, he's he looks really good. He's should have gotten a chance uh, to play for England, but um, Mason Mount took his spot and scored the winning goal against uh, I think it was Belgium. So yeah. hasn't he played some though? I think he has for yeah. I feel like he's um, two two caps there. Yeah, I think yeah. he came in as a sub. Yeah, not not a lot of playing time, but at least shown up. He originally didn't get called up, but I think he was uh, a call in or something like that. I think someone got injured or whatnot. I think it was after that uh, out of control birthday party that he got called. Yeah, Tammy Abraham got nice. got the boot, so Grealish <laughs> came the in. Nonce, the nonce party. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so yeah, I mean Grealish has been really good, and and ever since two years ago when the fan came on the field and tried to attack him, and he like knocked the fan out and then scored the game winning goal. Yeah. I've been a big Grealish guy. That that was just a fucking baller move. Yeah, against Birmingham City. <laughs> yeah. The Jeff, Derby. how about you? Derby. Uh, Grealish. Grealish? He's fantastic. Yeah. When we sign him next year. <laughs> I, I should have known so that's, over that. I should have known that's why you were going to say that. that. Oh, he's going to slide right in there. It's going to be beautiful. That's what yeah. she said. Uh, I'm going like, to... Yeah, God, so many things to say. <laughs> Nikhil, how about you? Um... Uh, but just because everybody said Grealish, I'm not going to say Grealish. Uh, and I feel like maybe we should trigger Jeff a little bit more here. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say surprisingly Salah. Because okay. I don't know if you guys have watched him play this season. Like he looks like Salah from 18, 19 season. He's like, he's, he wants to play. He wants to play better. He wants to score more. 
uh, it just looks like he's having so much fun when he's, I don't know if it was the haircut or I don't know what was going on with him. But <laughs> yeah. he, seemed, he seemed to be on fire this season. And, and even against Villa, when like, the rest of the team pretty much stank, he, was, he played really well. He took both his chances really well. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Salah. Definitely surprised me. I think, yeah, I think that's a good pick. And thinking about fantasy, I, I stayed away from him because of last season. I wish I had not made that decision. He's having a good year. Steve, how about you? Who's your guy? So I'm going to paint a picture real quick first. <clears throat> so you're, you're a professional football player. Finger painting though, right? Yeah, yeah. You're very good at that. We get it. So <laughs> you're a professional football player. You're, you're a forward. Pure striker. You have a daughter in one year. You post a picture on Instagram. And that picture is you with all your trophies. And you say, this is the happiest year of my life with no mention of the daughter. Now, you turn that, and also a penchant for stealing your teammates' goals, into this year being the leading assist player in all of the EFL. Like EFL. Sounds like a real fucking mouth breather. Yeah, yeah, he does. He is a very big mouth breather, but he is very fucking Kane. <laughs> that is my most surprising player because I can't pick Jack Grealish because everybody else did it. Mm-hmm. But this man has more assists by far than any other player in the Premier League. And he is the most selfish human being in the entire <laughs> <world>. <laughs> He has no care for his own oh children over his trophies. This is the man I'm talking... This is what is surprising me the most. He feeds Son so beautifully this year. That's your mm-hmm. that's, that's my player. <laughs> Individual trophies, not team trophies, just to yes. clarify. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no one <laughs> about team trophies. It's for Tottenham. Come on. Empty. <laughs> Dusty over there. Arine, how about you? Um, I'm going to go with Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, that's... Uh, um, just... Just because um, six goals, uh, he, he's. I think he's had a lot of pressure on him. I think there have been he's had to deal with a lot of competition. Whether he's had to move him out of the way, like he did with um, Moise Keane, kind of um, outperform him, and then kind of prove that he can work with Richarlison, which he's he's doing, and and work under Carlo's system. And I think he's earned his spot into that starting eleven rather than being chosen there. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that he's, and then I guess my second. The honorable mention would be James Rodriguez, just because I think he has like three goals and two assists, so he's doing a little bit of everything. And I think he's that that playmaking guy that kind of links everything together. I think Carlo found his guy, and um, I know there's a, a stigma with players coming in and and not being able to deal with the physicality. Um, but I saw a really good quote. Maybe it was Thierry Henry. I'm not sure who said it. He said, or no, it was Carlo. Sorry, not Thierry Henry. He said, um, a world class player can play anywhere. Like you know. So and for James with his size to come in and, and do that, I think is outstanding. I think everyone has mentioned some really good players. So I'm going to have to go to my second and third choice on the list. I had Dominic, I had DCL, Dominic Calvert Loon also is mine, notably because he keeps stealing goals from Richarlison and 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 James on my fantasy teams. But uh, I'm going to pick out a couple guys that you know, completely under the radar, and they're not the best players. And after these four weeks, we may never hear about them again. Well, you probably will, but not to this regard. And I really hated doing this one. I'm going to have to go. One of them is Neil Mape. He scored four goals this year. <laughs> Your boy. I hate him, but he has scored four goals this year. I think he's you'll a, eventually like him. I think he's this a, whole thing. He's a shithouser guy. He's a poacher. 
he's, I think, the guy, along with Trossard, the, the Belgian uh, on Brighton, that'll keep them up if they stay up. I mean, by the willpower of these guys, by the tone they set, the way he approaches games, even if I – see, I hate him, and if he's able to get under my skin as a fan, imagine what he's able to do to the other teams when Brighton plays. He's going to do anything he can to get us an advantage. The other one I'm going to go with, it could be any of the, the West Ham front three, but I'm going to pick the one that no one really talks about at all, Gerard Bowen. I'm a big <laughs> Gerard Bowen guy. It's your boy. Uh, I think Antonio has been lights out since Project Restart. Uh, but but Gerard Bowen is, is my guy. Look out for him. I think he's going to do big things. If you recall, we had a, um, an episode at the very beginning, one of our first episodes where we said, you know, we were mentioning top scores in all of the – uh, EFL and EPL, and then he was listing like, who's Gerard Bowen? Well, now I know who Gerard Bowen is. I, I've been pretty excited about how he's played. So these are my guys. Um, you also like Diogo Yota's finishing, right? Uh, well, no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I picked him up in fantasy this last week. He didn't do shit for me, so I'm going to drop him again. Um, he might start tomorrow, I think. We'll, we'll see. I, uh, well, tomorrow. Or not tomorrow. tomorrow. Holy shit. <laughs> It's so Tuesday, mate. Any, <laughs> any revisions with all the handballs, with the pens being taken? Who's your new golden boot winner? Or if you have the same one, mention them. Jeff, who you got? Uh, so you come off guard. Go to somebody else. Steve, <laughs> golden boot sticking winner. With, sticking with Salah. Sticking with Salah. Nikhil. Damn, sticking with Salah. Salah. Brian? I think I picked Aubameyang before, and I'll stick with him just because it's too early to – Aubameyang hasn't scored that much. I think Lacazette has more goals than him, but um, I don't know who takes Arsenal's pence. Is it Aubameyang? He, yeah, he's been, well, they may mix it up, but he takes him. Yeah. For the most okay. part. Yeah. Good. I'll stick with, with Aubameyang just cause it's too early. He's, they, there's lots of games for him to score. I'm, I'm he'll, feast, he'll feast on the minnows. I'll stick, I'll stick with him as well. Since you mentioned him, I might as well mention mine. I picked him too early for me to change, even though he's already five behind the leader. Uh, yeah. Jeff, do you, have a, do you have an answer now, or should we go to our uh, Kane. Kane. Okay, <laughs> he's got Kane, who's got three on the season, I believe. Three and six. So Kane has the most goal involvements, Arim. I'll stick with Salah. Too. Sticking with Salah. We got three Salahs, a Kane, and two Aubameyangs. <laughs> All right. Uh, top – now, this is an interesting one. Top three incoming transfers, and it could be players that have already played, that you've seen for the first three weeks. It could be a guy that got signed over the the, the weeks, the, the international breaks. Um so who do you guys have as your top three transfers so far, either on how they played or what you think? I'll start with Nikhil this time. Um, top three, I would have to say, I know surprisingly, it has to be mostly Everton. I think Allen is definitely number three for me. Uh, great signing. I think he's going to do really well for that midfield. Um, number two would have to be Thiago. Mm-hmm. I think, again, he's a game-changing, midfield, uh, game-changing player to like, bring in. I think he's going to bring a different level of uh, dynamicism in the midfield for Liverpool. I think number one would have to be uh, Hamas Rodriguez. Um, did not see that coming. Did not see him play that. Did not see him playing that well. It seems like it seems like he's very similar to Pogba too. He's a very confidence-inspired player. Like if he, if he feels good under the manager, he plays on a different level. If he doesn't feel good, then he's just shit. Uh, That's true. Yeah. And he seems to like Ancelotti, and Ancelotti likes him. So, uh, Brian, who you got? I mean, Nikhil hit it spot on, but um, I think those three are, are the correct answers. But I'm going to say uh, Werner, Ziyech, and uh, Havertz are the top three. Of course. <laughs> of course. 
Fair play. So, uh, so you're more of the what's going to happen, not what has happened. Yes. Okay. It's only been four games. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Jeff. Um, go to somebody else. Steve. <laughs> Steve, you're his bailout. I'm going to go Emmy Martinez. Yes. Yes. That's, that's one of my picks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Emmy Martinez has been fucking lights out. As a keeper fanatic, I, yeah. Um, he's also stopped to pen this year. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's – I think, like, right now, he's been one of the best-looking keepers in the Prem. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> then, James. And then, d- does Ceballos count? Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's – a, uh, we had to bring him back in. There we go. Even though he was technically with you guys for a bit last year, where yeah. he went he's and then he went back, and we had to re-get him on loan. Yep. Yeah, he's he's been looking he's been looking pretty fucking good for you guys too. So those those are my three. Yes, I like that. I'm happy about that. Yeah, exactly. of course you like it. It's two Arsenal players. I know. I, I mean, now granted, in our panels we've barely talked about Arsenal in the past. Think about that. So that was exciting yeah. for me to hear. Jeff, who are your other other two outside of Emmy Martinez? I'm surprised you haven't said Ferran Torres. Not your boy yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. In the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't prepare for this question. <laughs> Do any, any, any guys that people have mentioned that you like? What about Joe Hart? <laughs> <laughs> your former boy. Yeah. You, you can't hate that guy. Well, like, he does play for Tottenham now, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do, do you need some? Do you need some? Like Ben Chilwell, Tiago Silva, Tiago Silva, Mendy, Edward oh, yeah, Mendy, Mendy, Mendy might be Mendy. a very big signing for Chelsea. That could that could change the team right That's there. That's true. Yeah. Wrong, you didn't mention him. What's, what's wrong? What's wrong with Mendy? He's not flashy like uh, the attackers. <laughs> All right, Arine, how about you? Um, so I'm gonna have to go with. Um, James Rodriguez at number three to Tiago because he's a fucking baller. Um, fucking love Tiago. And number one, Nathan Ake because he's uh, oh, yeah. he's given up seven goals in three games. Oh. And he's, he's just <laughs> so great. You know, he's, oh he's been transforming City and I love every second of it. Wait. I think he's working with – I think he. I think his visits to the hospital to see Laporte are amazing. He's a great <laughs> teammate, you know? So, yeah, I think Nathan Ake has just been out of this world lately. So, he's my number one. <laughs> so well prepared. <laughs> I'm Ollie Watkins, too. I like you said All that right. because that's where – Why I, you got to say that? Why you got to bring up Ollie Watkins? <laughs> well, he's been a good transfer. I mean, it's not, you know, regardless Too of soon. That, too soon to the, <laughs> the murder. Okay. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm going to go along. So, so, a lot of the guys I've mentioned are here. I have James Rodriguez as one of my three. I, in no particular order. And my three are based on how they've played. Ollie Watkins is another one who I expected things out of. Again, aside from that game, he's played well in the other games too. And I have, as Arine would like to call him, Garbalish, uh, Gabriel, the, the Arsenal center back. We've only shipped five goals in four games. That is incredible for Arsenal. Okay, we might we might not have been playing great. We might have given up some chances here or there. Considering one of the games we played was at Liverpool, and we've only given up five goals in four games. 
I, I'm liking this, uh, and he didn't play in that game. So, I mean, obviously, he's good. So, uh, <laughs> I'm a big Garbalish guy, as you'd call him. Yeah. But, but players that I would expect, I, I made another list of guys that I would expect to lift their teams and do a little better. Uh, Tiago is one. Uh, he's only played like half a game, I think, in the Premier League, or one and a half games because he got COVID. Um, we got the, the Werner-Ziech combo in Chelsea. I think as soon as I let Timo Werner go in fantasy – he will do well for you, but currently yeah, he's please, on please drop him this week. And he hasn't done <laughs> shit. So he stinks, but uh, I'm the one that wrote the fraud thing on the page, by the way, but we'll see, maybe I'll get rid of him and free him from the shackles. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I, I'm too excited. I gotta, I gotta say Thomas party. I, I want to see how he's going to do. Party, yeah. Um, but I'll put Ben really Shula on there. Well. He played really well. Oh yeah. Uh, he played really well in his uh, debut. So let's see what happens. That's right. Golden assist party had a good uh, international break. I saw he, he did. He had two assists against uh, a, what a uh, Qatar, I think. So, <laughs> what country does he Qatar. play? Ghana. He plays for Ghana. Yeah, he's Ghana. Isn't Qatar is in Africa? No, but they play yeah. each other. I think they play. Oh, okay. It wasn't okay. He had two assists against well them. So I don't know. They kind of. You said what? Huh, what was that? Oh, you said Arsenal shipped five goals in four games. That's not bad. But um, in two thousand four, two thousand five, Chelsea shipped fifteen goals in the whole season. So. <laughs> That's true. You're yeah. you're very you're very right. And there are some teams that have already that are already close to that in four games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this bananas over there. Um, so let's get to some fun things. We've done the done the uh, transfers that have come in. The Mount Rushmore. We just came up with this on the spot. So um, and Nikhil doesn't know about it yet. So <laughs> oh, yeah. should be good. I feel really bad for Nikhil. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you a second. We're going to do Mount Rushmore of sandwiches. Ooh. So it just, it was. I'm going to go last on this one. You want to go last on this one? So, we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll let him do that. I'll I'll have somewhere where I write this. We'll, I'll see how I can make a poll on Twitter. So, he's defaulting to last. You guys want me to do a little draft lottery to see who goes in the other Yeah. So, yeah. let me pull up that little randomizer real quick and then I'll do a share screen. Uh, while I'm doing that, does anyone have anything they want to mention? <laughs> what are we supposed to make? He looks like Joe, Judd Apatow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear you guys talk the, about The that. new FIFA is pretty solid. Ooh. You know what? I still got to get my hands on it. I know if I get it, I drop out of school, so I can't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so I, I still need Patterson to get it. Oh. I, I played some co-ops with some strangers, and, and we fucking dominated because I'm a what good team? teammate on FIFA. What team were you? Uh, just like either my team or their team, ultimate teams. Oh, okay. So, so since the kills last, I kind of just didn't. And we're going to put you at six if you wanted. So right. random, and it'll be Ooh, six. So you'll get the seventh pick too. So no, here's the randomizer. All right. Wait, wait no. Oh, what the fuck? I thought it was two. No, I, that was how I typed them. I just hit the. Uh, that is how I. You're typed. such a fraud, but that's you're, okay because you're not. Afton Afton showed up last, so he, he can't be. <laughs> exactly. Come on now. I, I what up what tab is that? Pornhub.com slash, um, what is it, BBC? Yeah. Is it a tab on your screen? Look at all that porn I got. <laughs> Unfortunately, half that stuff is conferences. Big yikes. I'm such, I'm a, it's a nerd, nerdy thing, I think. Do you guys all have that many fucking tabs? He has that on his no. phone, too. It's bananas. Close your goddamn tabs. I like, the, I like my tabs. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I don't know. I keep a lot of pages open and jump around and have my double screen for teaching. So, all right, Jeff, you got the first pick. You were the guy that came up with the idea for the sandwich draft. All right. 
you've got to go at it. What do you what do you like? You've got all the sandwiches in the world. Okay, so the first sandwich is going to be the classic Toronto veal sandwich. It's a veal and eggplant uh, okay. sandwich with provolone. And he, so brings in, he brings in the masses. With do you know food. how drafts work? What? Like, you could have had him, you could have had that sandwich last overall. No. You're not playing defense here. I'm not here to win. I'm here to be right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Incredible. So, Jeff is on the call. So, when Italians came to Toronto, uh, they, they had this sandwich. Uh, and the, they came up, this restaurant came up with, with the worst name ever. It was California Sandwiches. <laughs> And this was in the 60s. So they came up with a sandwich. It was uh, veal, uh, fried veal like a fillet, and then uh, fried eggplant and uh, with provolone and tomato sauce and hot peppers and green peppers and uh, onions and and all that. Now it's like everywhere. And it's uh, probably... We're in Canada, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) It, It does sound like a beauty. It's a it's a beautiful sandwich and don't 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 placate him. <laughs> yeah, come on. That sounds like the worst. I would I wouldn't touch that sandwich with a ten foot pole. Yeah. I wouldn't feed it to my dog. Shout out olives. I wouldn't feed it to the rabbits that shit in my yard. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, Arine, you're next. <laughs> yes, wild. So I'm going to go with the Chicago joint. Maybe Steve um, is familiar with Lucky Sandwich. Okay. Have you, you know, is yeah, that, was that, know, was that the one? Is, I yeah. Well, no, but what, which sandwich? Um, They've got a bunch. So they got the Reuben, which is ginormous there. So I You have to choose that. one sandwich, Arine. But the, all their shit's good and it's huge. Adam Richman went there, man. You can't just Adam take all sandwiches at that restaurant, then no one can take another sandwich. From Lucky Sandwich? You can't just pick up me. This isn't restaurants. This is a sandwich. Just draft. straight up sandwiches? Yes. That's bull. Where the fuck were you? Nikhil wasn't even here and he knows the rules, mate. <laughs> all right, fine. Um, I'll stick with Lucky's and I'll go with the Blue Demon, which is their buffalo chicken. The blue what? Blue Demon. Okay. Fuck. Oh, who had that? So Buffalo Buffalo Chicken chicken was my number one pick. (laughs) See? And you're next. So let us know what you think next. Yeah. um, I'm just going (sighs) to... Got your nose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll go with the sandwich that I've I've had the most in my life, which is grilled cheese. Just classic grilled cheese. The simple grilled cheese from Brian. I still make yep. that, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a classic. Some of the times the classics will win. The old, the old easy one. Uh, Steve, you're up next. A Philly fucking cheesesteak. Oh, oh no way, bro. Why didn't funny. I think of that? That was on my list. I had that on my list. Shit. Okay, the Philly cheesesteak. I mean, not much need, Not much else needs to be said about that. That's, that's right there. God damn. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the... Um, Portillo's Italian beef. Uh, so an Italian beef. Uh, I like it. Italian beef I'm guy. a big Italian beef guy. But he doesn't dip it. So is he really? Half. It's, it's, it's fine. Dip. You got to dip I got it, like bro. The hot peppers. You get it wet. 
Yeah, Italian beef, and I, you know, from Portillo specifically. But since we're just doing sandwiches, I'll just take the Italian beef. Uh, Nikhil, you got cousins with the Philly cheesesteak, but <laughs> still, true. still good. That's true. It's a little different. I'm a big Philly cheesesteak guy. It was on my list, so you took one of mine. But uh, uh, Nikhil, you got two picks now. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the classic, uh, a good meatball sub. No like, way! That was on my list. That was number two for me. No way. Yeah. A good meatball sub. Like, not, not the subway shit, but like, I mean, sometimes yeah. the subway shit. Yes, I no, know. subway's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I think that would be my number one pick, yeah. Um, number two pick is a slightly weird one. I don't know. I don't know if this if this qualifies as a sandwich or not, but um, does a shawarma qualify as a sandwich? Mm. Oh. If it's if in it a wrap, is, I like shawarma a lot. <sighs> if it's in a wrap, are we going to count that? That's yeah, there's the, count it. Huh? I'd say we can count it. I'd say I, count I agree. it. It's I'd really say good. count it cuz really I definitely have my fair share. Okay. That's right. good. I'm mm. going to say shawarma like a good chicken shawarma is on point. Oh yeah, that was a good pick. Yep. Okay. And he'll bring in the heat, bro. He just came in this bitch too. What the hell? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, okay. I'm next. Uh, I'm gonna go with. So some of you may have been to this place. It's in Chicago. If not, it's fine. I'm gonna explain the sandwich. Have you ever been to Eleven City, Steve? Yes. Okay. Oh, shit, shit. It's fucking heaven. No yes. way. I have bro. to go with the corned beef and pastrami on oh, rye. Oh, so Eleven oh, City. Imagine like a Jewish deli. Nice with corned beef and pastrami. I mean, just stacked, stacked in between rye. And they throw some good sauces in there. I think they have a thousand island that they throw on there. Yeah. Oh, it is beautiful. And I, I mean, it's so good. And even half of it, I'm just like, whew. So I saved the other half and I eat it, you know, just a little after. So I'm gonna go with the, I'll, I'll write corned beef and pastrami, but I'll put 11 city in parentheses. So that's always a good choice uh, in my opinion. Actually, what, what was your other pick? Just so I make sure I don't, uh... Uh, I had Italian beef, specifically mm. from uh, Portillo's, but it could be any Italian beef. It was your cousin of the uh, Philly cheesesteak. <clears throat> that wasn't my next pick, but I will mark it off my list. <laughs> Since it's my turn, I'm going to go with the Cuban. Oh, yeah. that's solid. That's a good one. It's oh, literally yeah. a ham sandwich. <laughs> what? Build <laughs> ham sandwich. It's delicious. Leave it, leave it to literally a ham maybe. sandwich. It fucking sucks. Leave it to a Canadian. Get a Cuban in Miami. What? If you get a a real Cuban in Miami, after were you were you with us when we went to that uh, Cuban place? Yes. After uh, Phil's wedding. Yes. It was. Yeah, that place was electric. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, Jeff. I know Toronto is supposed to be a foodie town, but if you (laughs) Toronto, you cannot recognize. A Cuban sandwich's value. It's a ham sandwich toasted. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> delicious. Bro, it, 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 it's a joke. There's it's a joke. And I don't understand why everyone is. That's because you have no taste. You're a Man City fan. Yeah. Yeah. You're a Man City fan. You don't know what. Sandwiches. We're talking about. Hey, Judd. Judd. Come <laughs> oh, God. That's <laughs> because you don't know what culture is. You're a Man City fan. <laughs> can you explain the difference between a cuban and a ham sandwich they the literally put mustard, mustard on it yellow <laughs> mustard. it's a different <laughs> mustard get fucked get <laughs> fucked they fucking put it in a panini you <laughs> shit sandwich 
Argentina. And that's Italian. I'm Italian. So do I get credit for this? <laughs> all right. All right. We'll go to Brian. My first Cuban sandwich was actually in uh, Miami. So it was really good. Yeah. I think mine was in Puerto Rico, but Miami is also. All right. Let me know if this is. Sandwiches in Indiana. I can tell you that one. Well, there are. I'm not going to, I'm not taking this, but a good uh, pork tenderloin sandwich, like fried pork tenderloin. With a with a huge pork tenderloin patty on a bun, that that can be. Good. I'm not taking that, but um, taking, okay. So that's kind of what Indiana is known for in terms of sandwiches, because we're all fat fucks here. <laughs> we eat fried food. Um, so my pick is going to be. Let me know if this is allowed, but a French dip. Oh, that's good. That's a good. I'll thing. allow it. I'll allow it. it. It's kind of in the same vein of Italian beef and Philly cheesesteak, but it's you got that. You got that au jus. Yeah. I'll yeah, give you that. sauce so, like, like, on the side. Oh, the side of ajou sauce. <laughs> yeah. Which ajou means literally sauce on the side, I think. <laughs> so when you say a side of ajou sauce, <laughs> you sound like a idiot. fucking idiot. <laughs> you sound like you're from Indiana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Arine, what do you got next? Um, this one has personal um, meaning towards oh. me. It's a badass breakfast sandwich from from um, from Eleven City. Mm-hmm. Um, Explain it. <laughs> what what's on it? Uh, you just say breakfast sandwich. Two eggs, bacon, um, aged Wisconsin cheddar sauce, jalapenos uh, on a chalat twist roll, and house potatoes. Um, oh, how would you? How that you sounds great. It it's well. What's up? How are, you, how are you going to put that down on the list? What, what's, yeah. what's, what's, what's the name? Oh. Bacon, egg, and, bacon, egg, cheese, and potato sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll put right now. Yep. So it's a variation of a breakfast, I guess. Yep. Yeah. It's my one-night stand sandwich. It's where I take it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the next morning. It's a safe bet, man. And that's where you'll find me eating my uh, corned beef and pastrami. <laughs> the Not three, on 11 City. Three boots bro. over. Uh, Jeff, you got two picks. All right. Okay. So uh, back to Steve's pick where he picked the Philly cheesesteak. Uh-huh. That's what dumb people who go to Philadelphia order. <laughs> oh, oh, that's only if you go to like Pat's or Gino's, the touristy place. If you go to like an authentic, like just a hole in the wall Philly restaurant and you get a cheesesteak from there, it's, it's fucking delicious. I'm I'm defending the Philly cheesesteak. No shit. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a restaurant in Philadelphia. So in people who are from Philadelphia, when they go for a sandwich, what they get is the roast pork. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they slice it really thin, and they uh, they put uh, it's called broccoli rape. It's it's basically like young young broccoli and it's uh, kind of crunchy and nice and bitter and it's good Ooh. and then they put like the sharp provolone on top but then <sighs> damn but then they take the juice from the pan that they were young the virgins <laughs> they, they roasted the pork in and pour it on top of the sandwich tony and luke's in philadelphia and yeah. it's under uh, underpass like i've under- been to that place yes Yes. Yeah, I had a cheesesteak from there, and it was really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ordered the wrong thing. That place. When you go there, you can only listen to that, techno. That that from 
from a young child's ear. <laughs> techno, it's special techno that only only special people can listen to. <laughs> that that place that would be my number one, but the veal sandwich from Toronto has special meaning to me. That was, I will say without a doubt, the greatest sandwich I've ever had in, in my life. And then they have this bar. So you order, it, 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 it's so weird. So you order the sandwich, they give you the sandwich, then you go to this bar that has all these pickles and hot peppers and vinegar. And, you, and they give you cups and you fill up the, the cup with like these hot bambino peppers and stuff like that. It's incredible. Like it's the greatest, it's, it's the greatest sandwich I've ever had. And um, sounds electric. Completely delicious. I didn't know about it when I went there. That sounds amazing. Go to Philadelphia. Do not get the cheesesteak. You order the roast pork. (laughs) Yeah. And and sharp provolone. It looks fucking delicious. I I didn't know about it. I yeah. yeah. How are you gonna follow that up with your third pick? Oh yeah. Okay. What do I have? Hold on. He's still salivating over the roast pork. So so there's a sandwich in Toronto. Uh, it's a 200-year-old sandwich. It's a bun. It's all moldy. <laughs> rotten by now. <laughs> Can I continue? Yes. Please, <laughs> God. <Continue. laughs> so, it's the, it, so we have a big market in Toronto. It's called the St. Lawrence Market. And they've had this sandwich for 200 years. Basically, it's just pork tenderloin. But they uh, uh, roll it in pea meal. Because back in the day, pea meal used to stop it from going rotten because they didn't have refrigeration back then. Uh, So, but now uh, there's a mustard shop in Toronto that does this. uh, uh, It's maple syrup and really, really hot mustard. And they mix it together. And basically it's like a ham sandwich uh, with really hot mustard and maple syrup and it's it's beautiful it's wonderful and it's fantastic so is it okay right ham with uh you said hot mustard and maple syrup yeah <laughs> yeah you were such a fat kid you were such a fat kid <laughs> he, he he talks about his sandwiches like they're his firstborn children i know <laughs> I'm not denying it. I'm not going to deny it. Oh, it's the sweetest cut of veal. Oh, it's, let me tell you, it's the veal that only, only an expert knows how to cut. Then, I'm not, I'm, then I'm not going to That's me. That's me. Only Belgian monks can make this mustard. It's the best mustard that has ever been made in all of time. More about this mustard. It is heavenly. It's fantastic. I'm Just not a sandwich guy. Right? I love sandwiches. I love sandwiches. All right, you're up. Um, I'm going to go with um, my pregame sandwich. Peanut butter and banana. Straight up. Okay. An hour and a half before. That's a fucking great sandwich. Yep, that's what I just straight up. Simple and it uh, tastes good. And it does the job. Solid choice. Brian? I'm going to go with one from the, one from the heart here. Um, growing up, I never really liked jelly or jam. So whenever I had a sandwich, it would be peanut butter and honey. Ooh, so we're going to never had that. That actually took another one of mine. You've had that multiple times. Yeah, it's, I mean, I would have that for lunch pretty much every day in elementary school. 
Every time I went I'm, skiing, that was my sandwich because it gave me. Yep, yep, exactly. Going skiing, it's great honey, for going skiing. Wrap it in a paper honey. towel. Completely. Yeah. Honey on butter, honey. Underrated. So very honey is better than jelly. I gotta try it out. I've I've been doing it wrong, Steve. Well, I'm a fan of frilly toothpicks. If anyone here is a Mitch Hedberg fan, uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with yep. a club sandwich. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. Yep. <laughs> a good old club sandwich. Can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. All right, I you know, I'm, I'm not a big tomato to guy. I, I'm a I, I'm a I'm a big club sandwich guy too. So I gotta take that off my list. Now, I'm not gonna take any years. No, I know you won't. I'm wondering because the only guy I have to worry about taking my other sandwich is Nikhil, right? Because he's got two picks. But I'm gonna have to pick this one because it's a little more rare than the other ones. And I actually really enjoyed it when I was in Vietnam. A nice banh mi. Oh, it, oh it's, that was fantastic. It's I, <laughs> oh nice. I had a feeling you might you might pick that. And I had what's a bon me? I don't know what that is. Mate, I, oh. I feel so uncultured right now. What is it? You know, bon me is Vietnamese for sandwich. Yes, yeah. it's no. sandwich, but a traditional bon me is with pork tenderloin. Yes, and it's and it's a little different than than if anyone had just said because pork tenderloin. Because it's French bread, because the French call yeah. it exactly. And and, and, so you, it's basically a French baguette. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kid <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and if you can make them, and you can make them a little spicy too. So I'm a big spicy guy. At, at least that's how they had, and they put a lot of cilantro in theirs over there when I was in Vietnam. Oh, damn. And oh, it Spooky. was electric. And and these guys, I'm telling you, they were savage. My one of the guys I was working with, he's like, I'm gonna bring them over for breakfast. I'm like, breakfast? It's a lunch food. He's like, No, we eat them for breakfast here. They eat them at <laughs> all times of the day in Vietnam. And there's damn. some there's a Lotus in Chicago that has a, a pretty solid banh mi, but but I'm telling you, nothing beats the Vietnamese bond meat. That I'll, is I'll probably order that wait, tomorrow. Ashton, did they did they just put an egg on it to make it a breakfast sandwich? Uh, <laughs> some of them do. Yeah, they do. But but some of them will eat it even without the egg, and they'll call it breakfast. And I'm like, oh, so my my wife is Filipino, and uh, her their move for breakfast is they just take whatever dinner was and put an egg on it. <laughs> 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 it's like. Wait no, this is just this is just the stir fry we had last night. No, this is breakfast because it's got an extra egg on top. <laughs> Sounds delicious. I love it. That's hey, that's a good shout. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's a smart move because anything with egg on is pretty solid. I'm gonna try that tomorrow. Give it a try, Nikhil. You got two picks. I'm sorry, I can't. Do this. Um, did, has anyone said a BLD? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that's that's my pick number three. A BLD. <laughs> Regular BLT with like with tomatoes um, on it, uh, toasted, perfect. Um, My last pick would be I know that this is gonna be a little unconventional too, but I think I don't know and I don't know if this falls under sandwiches, but for me personally it does, and I I absolutely love it. Like every time I go out to uh, the East Coast, I get it, and it is. It has to be a good lobster roll. No! Um, nice. Yep, that counts. Austin, man. That's nice. That's a very good pick. I've had some really good lobster rolls in Boston, and I feel like, yeah, that, that's like up there. If you like seafood, you there's no way that you want like a good lobster roll. Solid pick. That oh, was a really man. good pick. That was a really that's good a, pick. That's a late round steal right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, I, I, so for my last pick, I've just got to go with something real simple. I feel like I picked a lot of good exotic things before and I have to go with the sandwich that if I'm like, eh, you know, I don't have too many materials. I'm just going to make what I have uh, a nice for me, a nice Turkey and Swiss, you know, you throw a little mustard on yeah. it. Simple. It's good. It's a little light, but you know, you can throw a lot of other things on there. I like to throw some tomatoes on there sometimes. So I'll just go with a simple, I got some honorable mentions, but I'll let them go. I'll do a Turkey and Swiss for my last pick. Uh, Steve. So someone else picked a Reuben, right? Yeah. Okay. But yes. Making Wait. sure before I said it. I oh, didn't pick uh, it. I mentioned it. I didn't pick oh, it. Oh, yeah. No one took a Reuben. No, no, no. I no. mentioned it. I didn't pick wow, it. Wow. A Reuben has not been taken. And I'm taking the Reuben 100%. <clears throat> Damn. That's a good steal, too. How did I not see that? Okay. Okay. I see you. Reuben. We're all, we're all too thrown off by Jeff's veal sandwich. <laughs> You guys are so dumb. Come to Toronto, I'll smash your face. Little <laughs> eggplants. With, with the sandwich. Yeah, sure it's delicious. Yeah, I'll shove it in your face. And oh. we will love it. Uh, Brian. Okay, I'm going a little unconventional here. You might not like this. I'm taking an Oreo. Oh. <laughs> Does that count? That's panel. Oreo. Look, look at my phone. It says Oreo is a sandwich. <laughs> Cookie. Uh, oh, all right. I'll give it to him. I'll, I'll give it to him. him. That's a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> While I agree that it is a dick move, I will give him the creativity. And it's it's classification is a cookie. It is a sandwich cookie, but I'll give you the sandwich. Sandwich. You're emphasizing the wrong word. It's oh. sandwich. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll let you go because it was so um, creative. <laughs> We'll let you do that. That's fine. Are you? Uh, um, I remember when me and my friends, when we do um, the bonfires at, at Nick's, we'd always have like s'mores, but then like on the side, we'd have uh, Nutella and fluff sandwiches too. Oh, just kind of on deck. Yeah. So yeah. like um, I'd always have the s'mores and just like jump right to the Nutella and fluff. That stuff wow. is so good. There you go. I didn't think about that. I didn't think too much about dessert sandwiches. Yeah. It's a good choice. Jeff, you've got... Um, uh, I hate I hate Montreal sports teams. I hate everything about them. But, uh, uh, the Montreal smoked meat sandwich is better than anything they have in New York with their pastrami. Like oh, wow. Montreal smoked meat is uh, it's a wild sandwich. I've heard good things about it. Actually, that's yeah. one I have heard of. Yeah. I, I will have to try that. And you have to you have to have uh, this grape soda that they own. I, I think it's made in Montreal, but mm-hmm. like you drink it with a grape soda. Okay, and it's uh, it's wild. I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, fantastic draft. We got through everyone. Had, we had unique sandwiches, no repeats. What an outstanding work from everyone. I will find a way to put this on Twitter. I'll try to shorten some of the things, and we'll see what people pick. Or, I mean, we just had fun doing it, so. Um, that was that was a good time. The sandwiches. Um, we got one more thing though before we finally cut in. I think the episode this week will be just this. I was gonna do yeah. like a small mini recording of, of nonces and stuff, but I don't think that's needed this week. Um, so, last thing, predictions. Okay, so these predictions we'll throw straight in the mixer. You don't have to do any tweets about predictions this week. Um, I will still make you guys do if anyone has any gambling corner tweets. Uh, just because I know not everyone here does that. But the predictions, I got you all here, so we're going to make them. All right? You guys ready for predictions? 
I can yep. stop the share. Hopefully I don't accidentally stop the recording. I did not. Still recording. Okay, we're good. All right. All right, guys, let's do this. So uh, I'll kind of go in the same order uh, and we'll start with the first game, the 6.30 a.m. Central, 7.30 Eastern. Nikhil, I, are you going to get up to watch this at 4.30? I'm just not going to go to bed. There you go. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> have a late night rager on Friday it's not going to bed and then that a boy I love it I love <laughs> it you'll be uh, you'll be celebrating my birthday before me because this actually this set of games will be on my birthday Everton nice. Liverpool uh, I'll start with uh, I'll go Brian give us your prediction first Everton 2 Liverpool 3 Salah no way Holy shit. No fucking way. Actually, before I get to the others, I'm going to go out of order. I have the same score, same goal score. I've ever seen Happy birthday, Ashton. Salah. Good, good choice. Uh, next, we'll go Steve. I'm going to go this way on my screen. I'm going to go Everton and Liverpool 1-1 tie. I'm going to go Salah. Yeah. Salah. Okay. Jeff? Uh, Everton 4, uh, Liverpool 2, Calvary. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Listen, listen. <laughs> the man knows sandwiches. The man knows stars. Big, big pick from the caboose. This Everton team, this Everton team, they're fucking hot and they're fucking wild. And this is Goodison. And for for many of these players, this is the biggest game they're ever going to play. They are showing up and they're going to destroy <laughs> Liverpool. They're going to. Fucking destroy them. <laughs> Nikhil, do you have something different to say about that? Um, I'm going Liverpool 2, Everton 1. Um, Mane. Just go. Okay, Arin? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 2-2, two, two, Salah. 2-2, two, two, Salah. Oh, you got to draw. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I already said mine. Uh, three, same as Brian. So, next one. Uh, speaking of Brian, Chelsea, Southampton. Brian, uh, you're up. Chelsea 3, Southampton 0. Mason Mount scoring the goal. I almost freaked out. Okay. We almost had the same thing. Uh, Steve. I'm going to go Chelsea 2, Southampton 1, Pulisic. All right. Jeff? Plays. Uh, Chelsea 3, 3-2, uh, three to two, uh, Jorginho. Oh, penalty oh, Yeah. You snagged me off for picking him last, last round table, and I was right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Je- Jeff knows. Uh, he's, he's going off what you did last week. Ben taker, yep. Uh, going Chelsea 3, Southampton 1, um, Tammy Abreu. I'm going to interrupt you again. Yeah, someone else has hit the same thing I did. I have Chelsea 3, <laughs> Southampton 1, Tammy Abraham, so I'll let you go. Nice. Um, I got Chelsea 2, Southampton 0, and I'll go Timo Werner. All right. Hopefully. Timo Werner. Okay, yeah. Well, then should I keep on fantasy? I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know. Uh, Man City Arsenal. Jeff, we'll get to you, but surely you can just let me get one on my birthday. Come on. Uh <laughs> I'll let Brian go first. I have City 3, Arsenal 1. I'm not sure who's healthy with City. I have uh, Jesus scoring, but is he injured? He's, dead. He's questionable. Okay. Uh, change that to Mares then. City 3, Arsenal 1, Mares. All right, Steve? I'm going to go City, Arsenal 2-2, two, two, Aubameyang. I'll take it 2-2. Two, two. Jeff? Uh, City 3-1, to one, Sterling. Sterling. All right, uh, Nikhil? I'm going to go 2-2, two, two, uh, Aubameyang. I like these 2-2s. Two Arin? <laughs> um, since you are my brother and it's going to be your birthday, I'll 2-1 Arsenal. Whoa! <laughs> you don't have to cater to me. Who do you got? 
That's that's my pick. Who's your goal scorer, man? Oh, Aubameyang. Okay. I can't go against you on your birthday, man. Can't and then <laughs> here I sit going against myself because I'm ever the pessimist. I've got Man City 2, Arsenal 1, Raheem Sterling. I will take a point as a birthday present. Uh, but I've got 2-1 Sterling. Um, so a game that's later in the day, Newcastle, Man United. I'm looking for interesting scores here. Brian. Mm. Uh, Newcastle 1, United 2, Rashford. International break. Maybe they uh, figured something out. Okay. Steve? Yeah, I'm going to go same thing. Newcastle 1, Man U 2, San Maximan is my goal scorer. Oh, <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, Jeff? 2-2, uh, two, two, Rashford. All right, Nikhil? I'm going to go uh, United 2, Newcastle 1, uh, Rashford. All right, Arine? I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Um, and just a safe bet, the pen taker for United. Um, why am I drawing a blank? Bruno. <laughs> yeah, Bruno Bruno. <laughs> yeah I, one, one Bruno. I've got one, one as well, uh, but I've got the other United school score, Newcastle United. I got Callum Wilson, my boy. I go with him. Nice. So this game could go anyway. Yeah, that game, that game will be interesting as well. Well, maybe no one will wake, wake up to watch this one. No. Sheffield United is <laughs> not a chance. Oh, not uh, nope. But I think it's a little unpredictable. Uh, Brian, what do you have? Yeah, my prediction is Sheffield zero, Fulham zero, with Mitrovic scoring the goal. I almost did the same thing. <laughs> I couldn't, though. Steve, who you got? <laughs> I'm going Sheffield zero, Fulham one, Mitrovic scoring. <laughs> okay. But I'm pretty sure I can see a zero, zero draw. Absolutely. <laughs> Jeff, what do you have? My Sheffield two to one, Baldock. Okay, Baldock. Okay, Nikhil? Uh, I'm going to go Sheffield 2, Fulham 0, uh, McBurney. McBurney, yes. Uh, Arine? I'll go Sheffield 2, Fulham 1, and Mitro Party. Mitrovic, okay. I almost had nil nil, and you could see it. I scratched it out, and I just made it 1-1, one, one, I picked Mitrovic. I almost made nil nil Mitrovic just to cover my bases, but 1-1. <laughs> one, one. Just We'll see. Uh, Palace and Brighton. Brian? It's at Palace two, Brighton one. I have IU scoring. I forget which one it is. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> one of the IU brothers, Steve. Yes. God, I'm going, I'm going Brighton one, Crystal Palace zero. Mape. Mape. That's your boy. Your yeah. boy, Mape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Me? Who do you, yeah, Jeff, who do you have? Oh, yeah. Dallas, Brighton. Uh, uh, Brighton, uh, uh, two nothing, Mape. Okay, wow. And Nikhil? Uh, I'm going Crystal Palace, two, Brighton, one, uh, Zaha. Wolf Zaha, Arin? I'm going to have to follow that. Two, one, Wolf yep, Zaha? I like that one. And uh, surprisingly, I'm going Palace, one, Brighton, two, and I'm also going to pick me on Mape, shockingly <laughs> enough. My, my boy now. <laughs> uh, Tottenham, West Ham. I feel like Tottenham has trouble with West Ham sometimes. Brian, what do you think? So it depends on if um, I'm blanking on West Ham's manager's name. I can see his David face. Moyes. 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 No. If he's in the stadium, they're going to lose. They're going to lose 6-0. But if he's, <laughs> if he's managing over Zoom or whatever, then my real pick is Spurs 3, West Ham 2 with Kane scoring. Okay. They just mute his mic. They just put him there and mute his mic. <laughs> 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 Moise. <laughs> how, Moise. About how about you, Steve? <sighs> I'm going to go Spurs 3, West Ham 1. 
And I'm going to say Son is going to score. Jeff? Uh, Spurs, 3-2, uh, Kane. All right. Nikhil? I'm going to go 3-1, Son. Okay. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of guys have Spurs scoring three. How about you? Yeah, I got 3-1, too. But um, shout out Chicago, 3-1, too. Um, yeah, what's up? <laughs> um, so I, the safe bet is Harry Kane. But I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with Burwine. Oh, Burwine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're risking that he might not play. Wait, why? I don't know. He might not no, play. No, he's going to play. Okay. You already made yeah. your pick. Uh, yeah. So I'll go. Uh, I'll be the uh, weird one. And I'll go Tottenham 2, West Ham 2, Harry Kane. So let's hope you're right. Yeah. I hope I'm. Yeah. I, I'll probably be wrong, but I'll try. Um, usually when I pick Tottenham to win, they screw up. So maybe I <laughs> messed it up. Lester Villa. You never trust Tottenham. Right? Exactly. You never know what will happen. But Leicester Villa, this one is going to be – it's it's going to be better than we thought when we first saw this at the beginning of the season, I think. The only problem is that it's on during NFL Sunday. So, that's tough. Brian, what's your pick in this game? I have Leicester 3, Villa 3, Vardy scoring. Okay, Leicester 3, Villa 3, Vardy. Okay. Wow, that's going to be an electric game. Steve? I, I hope so, yeah. Have we have on Leicester 3, Villa 2. With Vardy. Vardy. All right. Jeff? Lester, three to one, Vardy. Vardy party. Nikhil? I'm going to switch it up. Um, I'm going to say Villa two, Lester zero. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jack Grealish. Oh, yeah. wait. No. <laughs> there you go. Ollie. Ollie. Ollie Watkins. Oh, you're changing. Ollie Watkins? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I wish I was friends with someone named Ollie. Yeah. Right. I, I, went to, I went to school with a guy. His uh, first name was Sajidali. <laughs> Sajidali. That was his first name. Did he his, call himself yeah. Ollie? His middle name was Ollie. Uh-huh. And his last name was Wally. Sajidali. No Sajidali, Ollie, Wally. No, this is made up, mate. <laughs> no, no, 100%. And he got destroyed in junior high. Because oh, my God. Anytime, because anytime somebody walked by him, they were like, Hey, Sajidali Ali Wali. Sajidali Wali. Sajidali Ali Wali. No way. This is the shit we expect from yeah. Canada. So, <laughs> hey, shout, shout out to you're proving Sajidali Ali Wali. Shout out. We have no shout outs this episode. That's no, we've had a couple. Thing. Even Olive got a shout out. That's true. Yeah, we've but had shout outs. Hey, we, we had, where no, is yeah, Olive, we, by the way? We shouted out Jeff's dad, the coach. Coach Jeff's dad. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. Okay. Sajitali Ali Wally. Sajitali Ali Wally. Name of the episode. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is. Yes. <laughs> okay. You, you've, you, we got an episode name. Arian, what's your pick in Lester? <laughs> it might not be spelled right, so we'll see. Send us the spelling if you can, Jeff. <laughs> um, so this one, 2-2, two, two, and I'll go Jack Grealish. All right. I got Lester 2, Villa 1, and I'm in on the Vardy party. Uh. West Brom and Burnley, which is the Monday noon slash 10 a.m. slash 1 p.m., whatever zone you're in game. Yeah. I, I don't know who's going to watch this, but um, I might put it on while I'm doing work. Uh, Brian, what do you have? West Brom. I, I'm not skipping work to watch this one. I'll tell you that. Work is more <laughs> exciting. I have West Brom one, Burnley one, and Ashley Barnes. Okay. Steve? God. Uh, West Brom <laughs> two, Burnley one, Jay Rodriguez because he's the only player I can think of for either. <laughs> <Yeah. right now. laughs> Jeff, who do you have? 
<laughs> uh, West Brom three to one Conley. Ooh, okay. Uh, Nikhil. I'm gonna go West Brom one, Burnley one, uh, Chris Wood. Okay, Arine. You guys like the ties. That's true. Um, I'll go West Brom one, Burnley two, and I'll go Saito Barahino. Wait. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Tarkowski. I'll go Tarkowski. Tarkowski? Okay. Defender, okay. This is how low Those I am on this points. I've got West Brom zero, Burnley zero, and I don't even have a goal scorer. Absolutely no one is scoring the goal. I'm not so, even going to – I'm going all wild. in on zero. By hedging. That's yeah. committed to the cause. Committed that you won't bet cost. on it. All right. And then the one that I think we will maybe watch, Leeds and Wolves. Brian. Um, I have Leeds three, Wolves two, with Rodrigo mm-hmm. scoring for Leeds. Ooh, okay. Uh, Steve. I'm going Leeds two, Wolves one, Raul. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wolves three to two, Traore. Okay, Nikhil. Um, I'm going Wolves two to zero, um, Jimenez. Yeah, Raul, Arin. I like Wolves two leads one and i'll go raul as well i think this is the type of game wolves will will win yeah i mean this I, is their game i'm looking for them to respond i'm looking for them to get on track it's at leads i know there aren't fans but i think they might be a little excited um i'm gonna go leads two and i don't know why i said this i must have been on some major drugs when i did this i got wolves zero i got leads defense getting a clean sheet somehow even with that one lesbian in the back who stinks but i'm gonna go two zero leads Patrick Bamford, uh, he's he's been pretty hot so far this year, so we'll see what happens there. All right, fun week coming up, guys. Uh, any other questions before we uh, – or anything to bring up before and, – and Jeff's already left. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> anything to bring up before uh, before we sign off? Um, how did Steve get out of his uh, QAnon meeting tonight? <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Our only point of choice is to deny Canada any sort of real estate. (laughs) They're not even a real country. We all know it. So we win. Steve, you need some, you need some eye serum. Like you need some serum. Well, thanks, (laughs) honey. You're so caring. (laughs) Jeffy, you're so cute. (laughs) I think it on that like note, a dehydrated apple. <laughs> I don't know why. This is what it takes to talk to you to drink a half gallon of fucking scotch. Lads. Oh, man. I can't wait till the next panel, which will be, guys, next month. I think we have another international break. We'll do another panel. It was fun. So a Spurs fan that won't uh, pussy out. Maybe you know what? I will. I will ask them to see if they will come on our panel and say, "Hey, it won't be just you. We won't team up on you. Yeah, just two of us. Uh, yeah, we probably will. Six to of be us honest. team up on him. Yeah. So we'll tee off on Spurs. Hopefully next time. Uh, it was fun as always, guys. Uh, any any last thoughts before uh, signing off? No. Nope. No, this was fun. Fun again. It was blue. Oh, London Manchester, is blue. Manchester's blue. London. Premier League is red, though. So unlucky, Jeff. Mercy <laughs> side is blue. Okay. I'm oh, blue. okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about we'll that. We'll find out uh, Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Good stuff. Good stuff. He's uh, Googling ice cream right now. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> he is. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. He is. <laughs> oh, shit. With that, I'm going to put a, a stop to the recording. And uh, yep. well, feel free to stay on if you want, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and stop the recording. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. As always, an awesome time with the panel. Top fucking lads, all of them, like I always say, but it's true. Thanks again, Brian, Steve, Jeff, Nikhil, you guys. Yeah, Nikhil coming straight from a meeting with, with our boy Elon. Yeah, so pretty solid stuff. <laughs> he looked like he came straight from a rave. Yeah. But, yeah. Whew, what I mean, always electric with these guys. Hopefully we'll have them all again in the uh, next international break. Um, in between, we'll see if we can fit a few guests in. It's been a pretty hectic period, right? Yeah. Very, very busy. Were you talking about personal lives or just like yeah, what's personal, going on in the world? Yeah, personal. personal yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, again, we know that that was a long uh, panel segment. So with that said, shall we just give it to Unai? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take it to Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening.